Material Components, Episode 59, Northward to Enclave. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Pretty good. good. Doing I good. I thought for a Woo! second that you weren't going to say yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. God, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, God. I'm panicking. Uh, hey guys, I'm not panicking, and it's me, Olivia. I'm and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. Uh, I am always panicking, uh, and my name is Elliot, and I'm playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. Um, I have been also panicking since birth. My name is Michael Listman, and my character is Sid Emberlight. He's not panicking, but he should be. <laughs> Oof. Uh, it's Lisman panic panics once. too much. Sid doesn't panic enough. Exactly. Between the two of us, we're a normal person. <laughs> and I'm Reed. <laughs> and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. <laughs> Me. What is, what is Grawl's anxiety level? Just out of he curiosity. has none. Oh. He, he fed his anxiety to the sword. Uh-huh. Turns out it's a very good satiator. A useful thing, Great. that. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I would like to begin by asking you all the panic-inducing question I ask you every time. And that is, do you remember what happened last time? Don't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Asked and answered. Cool. Sweet. We can go yeah. home. All right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Later, y'all. Yeah. Good session, everybody. End of end of show. Yeah. End of campaign. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, we... I had a long... Lovely conversation with our good, good friend, Talila Bleachtongue. This is true. Um, Any pertinent I, details from that conversation? No, nothing. No. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, I got my spear back. Um, a piece you of it anyway. part of your spear back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those fucking kids probably broke it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Oh god, just like a lot of stuff. I have notes somewhere. Does someone else want to jump in? Uh and I the 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 thing that I was like trying to get you to ask her about and I that I should have and I didn't. I like woke up in the middle of the night the other night. I was like, fuck, we forgot to ask about the living gate. Um again. Yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. you know, anyone. It's probably it's like, not important. It's probably, it's not probably has nothing to do with anything. Um, but Talila might be the heroine connected. Oh yeah! To oh my god! I genuinely forgot about that. tangentially connected to the heroine murders. She also might be the heroine. No, like, she's no. not the heroine. Orion is the heroine. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're going off of Talila's word, but uh, she yeah. lie to us? She has no reason to not lie to, or to, she is, wait. 
Wait. <laughs> she has no she has... reason not to not lie. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. Unless she was lying about all of it. I mean, maybe. I'm just I'm just trying to throw some extra chaos on top. Yes. How many insight it. checks did we do? I don't think we did that many. We uh, we did a few, yeah. Did yeah. I think I rolled two dice last time. But yes, in your long conversation with the other member of the Threadless, the gnomish wizard, Talilah Bleachtongue, you learned a great many things, both about Talilah personally and what she's been up to in the last three months. And what she's been up to is apparently helping a serial killer. Um, or at least that's what all of your conclusions pointed you towards. And right. yeah, just the timing adds up and the the list of people she rattled off adds up and it's very specific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like on one side purpose, I'm happy. Maybe. <laughs> on another side, I'm so mad it's not it's not the doctor. Like <laughs> I mean, fuck. we had literally zero information saying that it was fine. But yeah. You know. I mean yeah. Girl's rage was information enough. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I have no bias. you learned that uh, a figure that at least Talila called O'Brien, uh, Orion, um, not O'Brien. I'm the Harriman. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation, and the character oh, I am okay. infinitely fascinated by is Chief O'Brien, just because he usually has two lines and then does nothing else. <laughs> What's he up to? Exactly. Um, but leastways, yes, the character known as Orion and a gaggle of others who seemed to accompany him was utilizing Talila's unique skills to mm. terrify a series of people in Stormhaven. Uh, and she seemed a little unaware of the fact that they were then being murdered. Right. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if we're being real, it sounds like it kind of confirmed our like suspicion that they were all connected to the great hunt. So maybe yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> The only reason it was an issue, and I'm I'm not even kidding, this is going to sound facetious, but it's not. The only reason I had an issue with the whole thing is because Sid was being wrongly framed for the murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's 100% yeah. agree. 100%. Yeah. That's one of those things like, yeah, kind of not our job. Kind of yeah. kind of not our job. It's true. So, it's yes. Uh, while it did introduce a layer of chaos into the city... Your real concern was with clearing Sid Emberlight's name, and after doing so, the whole reason you're in Green Terrace at the moment is because you're on your way out of the city. Mm-hmm. Heading towards a rendezvous at Enclave with Darren Dunn and some Rift Keepers, hoping to solve the issues of the elvish city of Fair Ames here. Uh, but yes, you also uh, accomplished a couple of other things uh, during your day of travel. Uh, or at least in that evening, uh, you learned about some teleportation magic. You mm -hmm. uh, discovered that the book, or at least one of the books you had taken from Phineas Finebrook, was a Rosetta Stone of sorts that would allow you to interpret the dates of uh, the system of organization that is used by the Archive. Right. Fuck yeah. One of us dramatically brooded. Yes, uh, there was some dramatic brooding, but when is there not? That's true. <clears throat> I don't. I see. I don't recall which one was it because that could have been any of us. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could just yeah. it cycles. I felt, I felt personally yeah. attacked, but yeah, I guess it could be. It could be any one yeah. of us. I mean, it it was yeah. 
Yeah. It's okay. It was good. <laughs> Leastways, yes. Um, most of the night did devolve into a conversation with Talila where you learned a great many things. And then you learned the most important thing. And that is about the play based on all of your lives. Thank you for bringing that up, Mike. It's, I'm, I'm glad it's very important. And frankly, the fact that we didn't go is a, is a travesty. Um, but so here, here's some fun, like how the sausage is made, uh, unveiling the curtain here a little bit. I've been keeping track of what people know about <laughs> all of you throughout this campaign in preparation for this moment. And as Sid was the only one actively going about telling his tale, as it were, uh, it made for a very focused narrative. Which... His fake bullshit <laughs> tale. <laughs> well, uh, it, look. It's, just, it's a version of the truth. Um <laughs> You know, what is history? But you know, a tale told by who the who lives, who dies, who tells your <laughs> who story. tells your story. Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hate all of this. <laughs> but yes, uh, then you got a good night's sleep, and upon waking on the twenty seventh of Ember, you find yourselves with uh, a little more than a day's worth of travel to get you out of the city of Stormhaven. Hmm. We can probably just do this like off screen, but just to say that we did it, uh, we need to buy new camping gear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like a bunch of, I actually have a, a bunch of stuff I have to, have to buy. Well, uh, then now might be the last chance to do that because you're on the final stretch out of Stormhaven and yeah. you're doing it in a not particularly, um, business section of the city though there are still businesses on the way out of the city but you're definitely in the more uh pastoral parts of stormhaven not pastoral um residential and like mm -hmm. suburban yeah so not to say that there aren't businesses here but you're definitely not in the thick of the city as it were if there are if this is a suburb there's definitely a dick sporting good around yeah, here I was somewhere. Yeah, I say there's an REI around here yes. like come on. It's right next to the Whole Foods. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, please, the market of choice. Oh, there yes. you go. <laughs> and there's like a Pharmaca in there and a Jamba Juice, duh. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Elves <laughs> love their Jamba Juice. Mm. Nice. That is that's true. They're always juice cleansing. Mhm. Mm <laughs> So, yes, we find you now uh, rousing yourselves within the, the gardener's rest, the inn you stayed at the night before. Uh, Cherish, you have the interesting experience of waking up with oh, yeah! all of the memories of your previous night's sleep, having mm -hmm. apparently uh, gained some lingering side, of <coughs> side effects from uh, Mixer's potion. Sorry about that. Yeah. Cough. Um, so yeah, it appears as though whenever you drink alcohol, you're not immediately knocked unconscious anymore, but you will, uh, remember what happened to you during the night in a strange so out of body experience. Weird. It's really, it's really like weird. The beginning of Cherish's alcohol habit. Um, <laughs> and yes, in this and... particular morning, you awaken with the memory of, uh, a, a glowing Maz seemingly communicating with somebody who a yeah. wasn't you and b wasn't in the room because like the gems were like lighting up like simon says correct yes okay mm -hmm. yeah you wake up with that memory and then the rest of you awaken and greet the day the day is yours you have uh, a day's worth of travel ahead of you if you wish to 
leave Stormhaven. What yeah. What are y'all up to? Adventure. I mean, yeah, I think besides shopping, we should just... I'm not going to say that our time here has been wasted, but, like, we should go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what particular bits of shopping do you want done? Yeah, we can absolutely abstract that, because you're in Stormhaven. It is not hard to find shops for basically whatever you need, so long yeah. as it's, like, general goods. Like, we need to get two more tents, unless somebody wants their own tent. I don't have a problem continuing to share with Tirza. Yeah, we can get two tents. Um, and then, you know, like, because I'm pretty sure, like, we don't have bedrolls or mess kits or water skins anymore. And we should probably get some rations to get up to Enclave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I need to replenish all the stuff that was in my burglar's pack. Okay, well, uh, I'm more than willing to let you all do the math on that one, to figure out how much gold yeah. you need to spend. Uh, yeah, we can absolutely abstract that to just say, yeah, you go and do some basic shopping. I think that's the rest of my money, though. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, into your calculations, make sure you uh, get rations for your horses, unless you just want them to scrounge, which is totally possible and could save you some money, but isn't guaranteed to, like let them eat and would take time out of your day traveling to like stop and let them bro like graze. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that horse rations are half as expensive as uh, people rations. Sure. Uh, and about how many days it will, it will it take us to get up to Enclave? That is a very good question. Let's bring up our old friend, the map. Um, so, you are currently in Stormhaven, which is right in the mm. center of the valley. Mm-hmm. Enclave is about a seven-day, seven or eight-day journey, depending on how far, hard you push, north. The road sort of curves to the east, and then curves back around to the west, and then curves back into the east, into Enclave. Uh, the road you'll be traveling on, if you want to just stick to the road skirts the smaller forest that is in the middle of these large plains that separate Stormhaven from Enclave. Mm -hmm. Now, and I know we haven't done this in a while, but these large plains that separate the two cities are unnamed at the moment. Uh, right. What do you think the, the name of this big, long expanse is between Stormhaven and Enclave? Fartsword. One Ooh. vote for fart sword. No, and one down vote for fart sword. Okay, and, ah, dang. and thus <laughs> it is stricken. Yeah, <laughs> stricken from the record. Um. Yep. Mm. Jury will forget. Uh, forget what? What are we talking about? I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I forgot yeah, the term uh, all of legal, a sudden. Legal terminology. Uh, jury will disregard. There we go. Whew. Uh, let's see. So it's heading. It's the it's the road leading up to Enclave. It's not just the road. It's then... this big open plain uh, yeah. that separates Enclave and Stormhaven. It is bordered by the Eastwood. There is a small woodland that is in the center of this plain that is like equidistant between Crescent's Edge, Enclave, Wickmore's Landing, and Stormhaven. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It is notable because these are uh, pretty flat open plains, though there is a gradual uh, descent in elevation as you move northward. The plains are notable for having tribes of centaurs that live upon it. They are generally peaceful people. Uh, oh. These plains are also notable for large hives of thrycreen, which exist there. Um, they extend above the ground ever so slightly, but for the most part, they exist in large underground colonies. I'm just looking up what this is. Oh, got it. Yeah. Thrycreen are bug people. Yeah. Yeah, found it. And the oh, cool thrycreen are friendly as well. As friendly as most people are, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they will they will allow traders and outsiders into their cities, Red. Okay. But they are uh, a bit more inclusive or or exclusive, I should say, uh, in terms of the population densities of their colonies. Um, Makes sense. They're not nearly as cosmopolitan as the above ground cities that exist. Mm -hmm. I mean. Not to be too obvious, but the Northern Plains is, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. It's the first one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I hope we come up with something better, but something, I... something with like cup or bowl in it because of the way that the Eastwood like cups around those plains is was where my, my brain went to. Okay. But, um, I like that. The but grassy there... knoll. <laughs> yep. It works on two uh, I levels. See no, I see no problems with that. Yep. It's a uh, good reference, and uh, there's nothing real world about it. No, of course not. Um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you pull up that map. Actually. Is it bad that I want to call it Oswald's Cup now? Uh, why not? I, I, I see no reason why not. We could call is it, it Oswald. This is bad. We could call it Oswald's uh, Cup as as to name it after famous comedian Patton Oswald. Oh, there we go. <laughs> or uh, some Patton Oswald wizard. In this world? Sure. Some wizard that I've heard of somewhere. I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because that wizard is definitely not also named after Patton Oswalt. Mm. That tracks. <laughs> um, Osgood. Osgood Plains. Osgood's Plains. That's a lot of S's. Well, yeah, but you, have be to, you have to say it. Or be, you have to call it like, Osgood's Osgood Plains. Plains. The Osgood Plains yeah. sounds cool. Okay. Named after someone, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. I just so. wanted. I just, hate just that we good came in, up. Let's just put good in there so we can get away from how this all started. Yeah. <laughs> so this road is one of two long roads that crosses the Osgood Plains. Uh, this particular road is the Stormhaven Enclave Road. There's really no other name for it. Like I said, it has a bit of a downward trend, though the uh, descent is not nearly as steep as it is down into the drylands. Um, it's just that the elevation from south to north in the valley tends to go down because most of the rivers empty into Lake Quelio. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a seven-day journey to Enclave, uh, but 
that is only after you exit the city proper. So you're looking at eight days from now getting to the city of Enclave. <laughs> For now, you purchase supplies in Stormhaven. Anything specific you want to do before you exit the city? <sighs> Today, I mean, you will be crossing down <clears throat> Nemori Lane until you reach the northern drag, and there you will strike northward along the road. Most of your day will be under the shadow of one of the five large statues which dot Stormhaven. This one is called the Hunter. The Hunter is a huge, vaguely elvish featured creature with a long bow uh, that points um, straight east towards the woods. There are some people in this district who say that this is a depiction of Corellum. Uh, most people in the city just think it's a, an elf with a bow. And there are some who think it is like the, the patron of the Bark Watch. Hmm. Who is the patron of the Bark Watch? Um, uh, I mean, there isn't. That's just general. Just say, yeah. yeah, some people gotcha. think that each of the five statues in and around the city pertain to one of the Guardian Guilds, but that's just hearsay. Mm. So yeah, you buy mm. your general supplies. You go along the road. Is there anything else you want to accomplish in the day while you're still in the city? I mean. We've been here for a while. I think I think it's time to head out. Um I've pretty much done all the things I need to do here, so Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if we need to go to Duskwalk or import and export, we can just do that when we get to Enclave. Right. True enough. Um technically it's possible to do it anywhere. It's just Seems to work more often inside of yeah. a city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in fact, you've never tried it outside of a city. This is true. But you've been assured that apparently it, it can work outside of cities. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know that we need to do anything else. Yeah, we should just head I mean, out. We probably do. We'll probably remember something, but well, we can always make our way back. It's fine. Yeah. So making your way through Stormhaven on this, the 27th of Ember. Eventually, like I said, you get out on to the northern drag out of the city. The, the hunter, with its back to the road, pointing east towards the woods. This hundred-foot-high statue is occasionally enshadowed itself by one of the largest uh, pieces of floating land that stretches here and there in Green Terrace. Uh, Sid, you would know that this is the uh, the fabled Wisteria, is mm -hmm. the largest piece of landmass. It is also where the phrase jumping to green rocks comes from, because only the wealthiest and uh, most powerful folk who dwell in Green Terrace have residences up on Wisteria. Yep. It would be... Financially irresponsible to even, like, live up there, considering it requires the ability to fly or teleport to go to and from. Yeah. Unless you're some kind of magic user. But even then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've even been up there, like, okay. ever. I, I don't see why I would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
As you're moving northward, you notice more and more elvish architecture to the point where some of the buildings you pass could be mistaken for large, tangled trees. It becomes less and less city-like as you're moving northward. The Any remnants of paved stone gives way to really naturalistic-looking stonework, and the the paved streets give way to just hills of grass. Neighborhoods are more sporadic. Occasionally you'll see little clumps of uh, houses built together in like cul-de-sac-like neighborhoods. When you're getting to the very edges of the city, um, there are these large painted mosaics that would greet people if they're on their way into the city. They are painted insofar as they are made up of thousands of painted stones, each of them placed individually in these huge mosaics. Uh, and they depict the story of how Green Terrace was settled. In that, like, the fey creatures from the Eastwood showed up, the people of Old Haven said, no, we don't want any, go away. And in a gesture of peace, the a, an archfey known as the Gardener settled Green Terrace and made it this verdant little strip uh, so that the people of Old Haven always had a source of food if they needed it. Just imagining <clears throat> them looking out the door and saying, No, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't want any today. Thank you. We would not like to sign your petition of ancient magics. <laughs> No, we don't know anything about angels. So. <laughs> uh, but you leave with those murals at your back. The road in and out of Stormhaven here is a very, very busy one. Mostly people are going into the city. There are very few people leaving the city at this time of year. You are two days away from Ember's End, the huge celebration which will mark the end of winter and the beginning of spring. It is unseasonably cold still. This winter seems to have been much harsher than winters past, um, but that doesn't seem to be deterring people's festive spirits. As you've been passing the neighborhoods here, you've noticed that as you move northward, there's less and less of the... Uh, the warming magics that keep the snow off the ground. And so you'll pass elvish homes that have like really elaborate, crazy looking snowmen built out in front of them to the point where it's just like hands didn't make that. The snow formed itself to look like that sort of statues. Mm -hmm. nice. And you sense the presence of druidic magics in the creation of these just truly ridiculous looking snowmen. Some of them with, like, uh, dwarves that are, like, connected at the head so that one dwarf's feet are in the air. You see, <laughs> like, elves with multiple arms with, like, faces coming out of all their sides. Um, just, just like, uh, really bizarre impressionistic stuff. And then, like, just a classic three three uh, snowball snowman, but it's voiced by Michael Keaton. Mm. <laughs> But looks oh. weirdly like George Clooney if he was a snowman. Yeah, kinda. 
This is a conversation that we're having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that look like fantasy George Clooney? You know what it does? I know. <laughs> but it sounds exactly like fantasy Michael Keaton. Yeah. There <laughs> is one last inn before you leave Stormhaven proper. It is a large... Uh, it's less touristy than the one that's in Dustwater, but it's definitely a, a large roadhouse slash inn that is meant to serve as a, a way stop if you're leaving or coming to the city for the first time. Um, as opposed to the, one, uh, the Dragon's Gaze, this is a large one-story that just spreads out over this uh, large field that you can see rolling out in front of you. Um, by the time you reach it, though, it is closing in on the evening. You maybe have like one or two hours left of daylight. So you can either stop here and get an extra couple of hours of rest, or you can push on and camp out in the fields. I mean, we might as well stay here. It's literally what it's for. I mean, we're also in a hurry, so I also get that. That is why I asked, though. Yeah. yeah, we could stop here, have one last, like, real person meal the next yeah. bit, and sleep in. I don't miss know. camping. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you're staying at the, the Prancing Jester Inn. And something that strikes you all as you enter under its signage is that the sign is... Uh, Hauntingly reminiscent of Robin Goodfellow. Uh, oh boy. Never mind. Let's camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, camping's not so bad. Just, yeah. Burn it to the you ground. Know, I actually missed camping a lot. I know I just yeah. said it's the exact opposite a second ago, but. <laughs> you know, rations are taste pretty good if you think about it. Yeah. You just like, imagine not... it to be better than it is. Right. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Do you push on? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm okay. I with... think we have that conversation while walking into it, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you find that the person running this in is uh, an Aladrin who is uh, making sure people are checked in. It seems that this whole complex is largely rectangular and it's built around some hot springs at its center. Oh, the hot okay. Episode. I was just about to say exactly that. Okay, I know we were joking about not staying here, but we're staying here. Oh, so, we're super staying here. Yeah. I was, I was lying the second time. I don't miss camping. <laughs> <laughs> hot springs. Hot springs. Okay, so let's get some rooms. Let's get some food, and let's get in those hot springs. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, it is not cheap to, uh, stay here if you want to use the hot springs. I'm just saying that. How much is not cheap? Oh boy. Uh, it would be two gold per night for each of you. We're only staying one night. Yeah. I can still afford that. That includes full access to the hot springs. Uh, that includes all your meals in the house. Uh, basically, that's like the the pamper treatment. Yeah, I'll I'll even like pay for Sid. Thanks. I'm I haven't done my well. I haven't done my calculations for rations and stuff yet, but I'm sure Five that's fine. Silver per ration. Yeah, 
Is that right? Is yeah. That silver. Yeah, and then okay. uh, twenty-five copper for horse ration. Okay. As you are uh, paying, you are paying the the person who works up front. Like I said, it's uh, an Aladrin. They appear to be in their uh, their winter form, as befitting the season. Uh-huh. Their hair white, their eyes glowing blue, their skin the like icy white that you've seen Camion uh, wear before. Mm-hmm. But this one seems a little bit more naturalistic, a little bit more. Uh, as though they're wearing this in the proper time, as opposed to Camion, who shifted constantly. Yeah. Uh, this place is doing a very brisk trade. Um, there are people from all over the valley staying here. You see a small family of bear folk checking in as well. It's this Ooh. huge papa bear, a mama bear, and there are three baby bears just like bouncing all over the place. <laughs> Uh, is uh is one of them wearing is the dad uh papa bear wearing like a hawaiian kind of themed shirt <laughs> it's uh, the middle of winter no he's wearing like a, a, vacation, a slightly wide brimmed hat and what looks like a long green tie uh over a bear chest us hey uh, nice <laughs> nice do you want a picnic basket is what I say to him. Uh, and he says yes. What was Clearly, the, what, although what was the Hanna Barbera show that was like the hillbilly bears? I feel like it was some kind of pun that consisted of hillbilly and bear. I'm pretty sure it was just called the hillbilly bears. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> but uh, yes, and there are plenty of other people. Uh, checking in and staying at this place. It seems as though it is uh, a very popular, not only, like, place to stay if you're coming and going in the city, but also just, like, a destination within the city, especially during the Maker Festival. Or not the Maker Festival, but uh, Ember's End. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are booking stays here for, like, the next five days. Yeah. To stay yeah, through the holiday sense. itself. Oh, that's why it was so expensive. It's, like, holiday premiums. Yeah. Doesn't help. <sighs> So yeah, you each get your own rooms, uh, fully furnished and stocked. The the mini bar is very. He knew. Yep. As is a lot, as is very common in a lot of areas of Green Terrace, it is stocked with uh, very nice ice wines, fruit beers, uh, lambics, and uh, rattlers. It's uh, some very nice. Uh, like light wines as well. Hmm. Um, I am going to go to the hot spring, but first I am going to use my potion that I got at Duskwalker Import and Export a few days ago. A uh, potion of comprehend language mm. to read and memorize and record the things that are in that fancy bracelet spell book. Red. Okay. Let me find that card real quick. It's been a while since you picked this up. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you... Because the potion lasts for 
an hour or 10 minutes, actually? 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. I believe. Let me double check that real quick. Because you bought the, like, lesser potion of Comprehend Languages? Um, all I have written down is Potion of Comprehend Language. Okay. Because I know there are two versions. One that lasted 10 minutes and one lasted an hour. I and, probably bought the cheaper one. Okay. And, yeah, there's 10 minutes. I, I, I'm pretty sure you did, too, because we had, like, a discussion about you speeding the yeah. bracelet. I'm like fucking Jonathan Gray Goobler over here. <laughs> Specifically his character in Criminal Minds, but... All right. Um, Elliot, I am sending you a picture with all of the spells written on it via Messenger. Um, and <laughs> the... Uh, where do you do this? Uh, in my room. Okay. Um, so by reading through the spell book, you get an intrinsic knowledge of what all of these spells do. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you're unfamiliar with them right away. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you've all checked in, you've all settled, you're settling down in your rooms, and Cherish just swigs a potion and starts to do this as the rest of you are, uh, getting ready for the evening. Um, again, in her own room, so you're not necessarily watching her do this. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, the last spell on the list stops you cold. The ramifications of that spell, uh are dire to say the least and give you a much greater sense of what that mage was trying to accomplish uh, when they apprehended you. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of guess from the name alone, but I am going to look up the spell, mm -hmm. so. Um, but that is information just for you until you okay. decide to share it. Um. Yes, there is uh, first through sixth level spells in that spell book, and uh, they are some juicy, juicy stuff uh, made specifically for <laughs> finding and capturing uh, certain mages. <laughs> the look on Elliot's face says yeah. everything. <laughs> Just yeah. for our audio listeners, you know the flat emoji? <laughs> the, just the flat line emoji. That's mm -hmm. what's happening on Elliot's face mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of things in my life happen that make me do that face. So, <laughs> okay. so I don't know if you necessarily do anything with that information or have any immediate reactions to that information, uh, but you are in possession of it. Um. So in the thing was all of these spells and also a version of my bounty yes. that was written in that same language, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, was there anything else in there? Like, was there a journal or was it just the spells and the bounty? It is mostly a spell book and then the bounty poster. And the bounty poster is nothing you haven't seen already. Right. Uh, the only difference is, is that there are several new signatories uh, to that bounty sheet than what you'd seen previously, but you already knew that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the cost on Cherish's head is still the same, uh, Asmodeus himself is willing to break some deal, uh, to any who recover Cherish or Cherish's soul. Can we call him Dadsmodeus? No. No. Asmodadsis? 
No. Yes. That one either. That one's way better than mine. He's not my dad. Yeah. Not even close. Well, nope. kind of an uncle. More of a godfather, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's me, your grandfather. Godfather. Not grandfather. Shit. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what are the rest of you doing with the evening? Well, um, I mean, I'm eating and then going to the hot this hot spring thing. So, uh, can we take drinks to the hot spring? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big important question. That's not good for you. Mm-mm. <laughs> Carl wouldn't know that. Uh, it is not encouraged. No. Mm. Oh. Okay. Um, this is one of those places, though, where like you've paid the two gold. No one's going to actually tell you no, but they are definitely going to uh, discourage the behavior. There's is like there signs sign? that are yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Is there a sign next to the the mini bars in our 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 own rooms that say there's additional fee for consumption of said beverages? No, nope, you are paid they two gold. Included. Thank God. Okay. Is there some sort of large like vase or whatever in my room? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It is currently cool, full great. of some uh, some out of season tulips. That's fine. They're not going to be in that vase for very long. Oh my god. Uh huh. Cool, cool. W- I want to just kind of like take some like multiple bottles of things, just kind of put them in the vase, empty the that contents. That is so disgusting. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put them in the vase. And and what are you doing yeah. with that vase, girl? Yeah, that's my question. I'm He's gonna, gonna drink, drink out from of the it. vase. You're just gonna drink it all in one jungle no. juice experience. No. <laughs> it's yeah. fantasy jungle juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna throw up so bad later. <laughs> nah, jungle juice has never gotten to me. <laughs> well, okay. We'll. Okay. The constitution save will mm-hmm. determine that, but. Um, mm-hmm. And what are the uh, who is, doing? Who has the bag of holding? I do. Can I borrow that? Yeah. Great. So I'm also gonna head down to the hot spring after I'm done with my stuff. Cool. But yeah. Okay. Uh very, very important question. If there are action figures of the threadless team members that we have assembled here, what is the onsen variant of those action figures? <laughs> Excuse me, oh, as no. I get my uh, my weeb out of me at this very <laughs> crucial moment. It's okay. I'm looking up. I'm I'm finding exactly what. <laughs> what 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 is your uh, garb as you go to a hot spring? Hmm. Like this, the this classic just underpants. Can it? Is there? Do they have robes? Oh, there are robes that can be provided. Uh, now, what is the attire recommended for the hot springs themselves? Uh, the little pamphlet that you find in your room uh, propped up on a table um, next to the uh, placard that says uh, like what the amenities of the room are. Um, mm-hmm. It recommends like this little pamphlet is about the hot spring experience. Oh, oh. Uh, it is it is in this pamphlet that it is recommended that you not drink while in the hot springs, mm-hmm. um, and to get the the fullest effect, it is recommended uh, that you uh, 
experience them in the full nude um, as to absorb their healing mm -hmm. properties. Of course. So Absolutely not. <laughs> there, there's, there's a robe then, I assume. There is a robe and there are also uh, partitions at the hot springs themselves for disrobing and entering the hot springs proper. What about uh, fuzzy slippers? There are no fuzzy slippers provided. Ah, oh, that's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, and then you said there's a mini bar in each room? Yes, correct. Um, I'd like to uh, unload the mini bar, the contents of the mini bar, into the bag of holding, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, then whoever has the list for the bag of holding may record that you have uh, uh, just a ton of booze. <laughs> I will. I will actually make that Google Doc and I will send it to I, you, Listman. I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> word. Three bottles of ice wine. Great. Uh, two bottle or two decanters i should say of uh very very fine uh like rosé essentially mm -hmm. uh three bottles of uh some kind of fruit beer they can be lambics or uh some kind of uh radler if you wish and uh one bottle of uh very very fine bourbon Mm. You will be my greatest position. <laughs> Storm Piercer's like hey. second greatest. Sorry, <laughs> Storm Piercer will say while you're doing this. Do you really need all of that? We're about to be on the road for a while, Storm Piercer. Who knows what we'll need? <sighs> I'm just trying to be prepared. This is not preparation, Sid. This is pre-gaming. <laughs> well, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Nobody says tomato. Some people do. Who? Name one person. I feel like elves <laughs> call it tomato. They're very snooty. Well, I don't think that's true, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know either. Um... Alright, I probably can't take my sword, Stormpiercer. I don't know if you can come into the hot springs. No, it does not. Uh, the pamphlet does not recommend bringing weapons into the hot spring. Uh, but Stormpiercer says, you know what? I'm good out here. <laughs> Alright, hold the fort. I cannot hold anything, Sid. I am a sword. Oh, and if you can think of anything else I should take, just let me know when I get back. <laughs> By the way, like this robe little... is mine. It's a little <laughs> dish of fancy soaps, right, as you walk in the door. Ooh, ooh. Are there any mints, maybe? <laughs> Not until room service shows up. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, I just go in in the robe. And that's, that's all I need. Yep, okay. What about everybody else? Um, yeah, I'm in the robe. Uh, probably have one of those tiny... Just absurdly small towels uh, that, like, Mike, you know that Googles are just full of sc scantily clad anime girls, right? Like, you know that, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I did not do any Google searching. That's, that's true, I suppose. I've never, never Google searched in my life. <laughs> Uh, I know the URL. Exhaled. I don't need a Google search anything. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I probably have Maz on still. Okay. Um, she's magic, so I'm guessing she doesn't rust. No, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, lock all my stuff in the room behind mm-hmm. me, yeah. obviously. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, there are no actual keys in this uh, place. Each of the doors is uh, lined up with your particular aura. The doors recognize you when you approach. That's fancy. What kind of fucking oh my God. bullshit? <laughs> Do they have uh, Do they have perineum sunning here? God damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's probably <Okay>. good. <laughs> yeah, that was weird uh, Elvis druid shit. Yeah. That does kind of sound like <laughs> something a weird elf druid would do. You know, people have different ways of worshipping Pelor, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um I don't think Tirza knows I don't Dang. think Tirza knows what a hot spring is. So I think she just wears all of her clothes until she gets down there. I would say that is 100% not true given the culture at a Dockbury. Are... Does Dokbari have hot springs? Not in Him? the village proper, but definitely nearby. Oh, dang. In that case, Tirza has her own uh, robe. <laughs> uh, no, but then, yeah, I'll wear standard. Okay. Grawl, Cherish. Um, Grawl is... Um... So... I always assume that like normal hobgoblin attire is, you know, like again, very like Roman. And so they all have tunics and where like they're all, they all come down to be about like mid, mid thigh. Mm-hmm. And so he's got like, he doesn't have the, the top part of the tunic, but he's got the bottom part. So it's just kind of like a, a very, he's kind of wearing a short skirt for the most part. It's a loincloth. It's a loincloth for the okay. most part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it goes all the way around. Sure. Yeah. Can um, can the robe that I'm the bathrobe that I'm wearing be like too short, like a little too short? <laughs> like it's like like, like Will Arnett. Like, it, it's in above thirty rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's what it's you what want, my dude, that's sure. Uh... <laughs> it's just a scene of Sid hastily hemming it. <laughs> uh, hey, Cherish. Uh, I I know I asked to borrow the uh, bag of holding, but can I? Borrow your tailor's kit really quick. <laughs> I just gotta, I gotta make some alterations. It's very important. No, no, no. He's using, he's using a uh, storm piercer too. So <laughs> this is not my intended yeah, purpose. Uh, okay, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Back to tears. A real quick, very important question. What are you doing with Sadagar? Well, I'm not going to take him down to a spring. That I'm all leave him in the room okay just checking and all right so uh the four of you sad about it though reconvene at the uh the long uh slightly upraised hallway that leads out into the hot spring proper and you can see that the large courtyard that is squared off by this hotel uh is a a large fountainous looking hot spring that is uh separated in the middle by several large rocky outcrops 
Um, some people sit on these low rocks in the center, their feet dangling into the hot springs. Some people just like are, are waiting. It never seems to really get above chest height in most spots. Uh, if you are standing straight up, some people are just relaxing by the edge uh, with like platters of fruit nearby. You can see that there are people out here that will bring uh, water and food to the people. Uh, very one or two Karens are definitely drinking while they're in the hot spring. Um, uh, Karens, or Ch Karens or Chads are definitely uh, drinking some hot spring drinks. But uh, for the most part, most people are not imbibing while they're out here. That could have been a scrawl. We're so lucky. I, I, I <laughs> dodged, dodged, do, dodged a bullet there. Scrawl is holding his face. <laughs> I, I'm, I see that no one else has it, and I turn around and walk it all the way back to my room and then put it into wait, the wait, cooler. How, you don't how just big chug is it. I would no. say it's about like a foot and a half tall. Like it had some oh, like full yeah. stemmed flowers in it. Oh god. Would you say it's under five pounds? F full of liquor? No. <laughs> How much do I have to drink of it to get it down to five pounds? <laughs> Over half. <laughs> Can I ask why? <laughs> do no, I want to know? No, it's <laughs> ridiculous. You don't want to know. Okay. I just didn't. It's see just that. more stupid. I just with mage hand. Uh huh. I, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I want to lay like a like a a, a Roman uh, uh, and have, have it like it. <laughs> pour it into my mouth. Stupid. <laughs> Like hedonism bot. <laughs> this is the best episode we've had so far. I won't do that. I won't do that. It's fine. Uh, Too much work. What is notable out here is that uh, there is snow on the ground leading up to the hot spring proper. Um, and as the night begins, it has begun to snow yet again. Uh, as you are on the very northern edge of Green Terrace, the weather-controlling magics of the the gardener seem to have faded. Uh, and so this place was built, it seems, this far out on purpose. Ooh. Because nothing is better than being in a hot spring in the snow. That's just true. true. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. factual. Um, so when we get there... Uh, I just like to derobe and then cannonball into the hot spring. Uh, and as you take the first couple of like running steps to do so, your foot Ooh. sticks on the ground and it just like <laughs> stops you from running. And there's this jerking as like some kind of magic uh, stops you from charging towards the hot spring. And uh, some there's behind you. There is a plight. <clears throat> I look, I look around. And you see there is a wood elf uh, whose uh, skin is this, like, very light chestnut color. Uh, their eyes are this deep somber green. Uh, their hair is uh, pulled back into a, a very uh, tight, officious bun. Um, they are dressed as some kind of uh, professional hotel service individual. Great. Uh, and uh they, are they carrying any food? No. Uh they oh. have a uh a slight what you at first think is maybe a cane, but because it's like a little too short to be a full staff, but they're holding it like it's like a walking cane of some kind. Oh. Um 
but it's carved with these like deep set runes and a couple of them are glowing with this bright vibrant green now and uh and it is clearly a he uh he will say ah uh, apologies sir but there is no running around the hot spring Oh, I wasn't running around the hot springs. I was running to the hot springs. I got to get in. It looks great. Yes, and it would be appreciated if you did so in a calm and direct fashion as to not disturb the other guests. Oh, of course, of course. Sorry, guys. Didn't know the rules. I just shout to everybody. It's fine. If you had read the instructional pamphlet that was provided in your room you would know. I looked at it yes of course but there are many enchantments around the hot springs to prevent any violent actions any v violent divings see that was going to be my next question now technically a cannonball isn't a, a dive per se <laughs> Indeed, sir. But for your safety and the safety of others, it is not recommended that you dive or plunge into the hot spring at any great rate, seeing as it is never more than three feet deep. How would you recommend I get to the hot springs? Slowly Psst. and calmly, sir. Just step into it. Okay, I'll... I'll do my best and they will gesture over towards a partition on the far side uh with their glowing cane and say as you can see there is a location if you wish to be modest for our other guests i i'm just naked right now yes <laughs> <laughs> oh no need no, no need for that of course Good sir. sir what what is your what is your name My name, sir, is Oak. Oak. Well, it's very good to meet you. My name is Sid Emberlight. I look Half around expectantly. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Girl yells Girl. from the hot spring. <laughs> is oh, so that's sorry. That's question. My question uh, is: This just one big hot spring, or are there separated ones like? Is it separated by gender or whatever? Or no, they are all technically connected, but there are like little individual pools throughout that <laughs> okay. are separated there's, by there's little rock outcroppings. No, there's not like a river that like connect. They're all technically one big hot spring that have been artificially separated here and there by little partitions yeah. of natural looking stone. Okay, cool. And there's um, like a larger stone formation at the very center. Um, how big? How big is it? Is it like? Like I can have a conversation across the entire thing with someone, or it's if... probably about seventy-five feet in uh, radius. So it's 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 damn big. It's damn big. Okay. Cool. And like I said, it's separated in different chunks, and there are lots of people out here as well. Um, it seems with the onset of night, because it is growing full dark now, uh, lots of people are coming out here to enjoy the hot spring. And ambient light is coming off of the rocks where you see bioluminescent moss growing Ooh. on the stones in the middle of the hot spring. Nice. Very nice. I give Oak a deep, overly deep bow, and then overplaying the dainty, a dainty walk, sort of tiptoe over to the to the hot spring and dip my toe in and I look to him and I'm like... And he is totally already gone. 
Oh, okay. just the worst tourist <laughs> ever. And then I get in. Okay. Yeah, and if you you all saw this and you see that Oak is apparently the supervisor here, uh, he is constantly moving between the other servers, making sure people are taken care of, and occasionally uh, will like look to some feature here and will display some sort of magic. They seem to be a druid of some kind. Very cool. Nice. They are the resident customer service druid. <laughs> Gotta have one. Hey, that's my job description. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you all partake of the hot springs. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think at a point when everyone is kind of hanging out in the same place, I bring up the whole dragon thing. <laughs> well, the the dragon fart so thing. <laughs> Not yeah. Aren't we no. going into the land of uh, the fart, the fart sword plains? <laughs> no, is that I, a weird? Ho is that a hobgoblin name for them? That's yeah, not yes, what they're called. Yes, yes. They're, they're not called that. Oh, please do enlighten me. No, uh, <laughs> it's called Osgood's cup or something. I don't remember yeah. what we said. I already forgot. They are the Osgood, Osgood plains. plains. Osgood but plains. we remembered fart sword. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you remembered fart yeah. sword. The audience has uh, no, no context for fart yeah. sword, but okay, that's fine. I... That's, that's fine. That's all <laughs> now good. they do. They're gonna want to know. It's a sword. The Patreon. Um... The Patreon. Uh, yeah. what about what about a dragon? Uh, no. no, I think I just like at one point during like a lull in the conversation, I just tears is just like. So, Darren Dunn is a dragon. What? Yeah. Huh? What? Hmm? Did you guys not? No? Oh, no. Man. I would have said something earlier. I just. Why would you think that we would know that? I mean, it Wait, was how, more how like you... a. I mean, it was more. I, I. It wasn't like one big thing. Like, right? He didn't turn into one, obviously, or else we would all know, I guess. Um, but just like a lot of little clues building up over, you know, the course of getting to know him. Why do like I I'm, like to drink? I don't know, but they it's... have a proclivity for donkeys. Okay, can I like get? <laughs> can I like no, explain no. this to I'm you, to or are you gonna? I'm trying to figure it out for myself. I can oh, do it. Okay, it's gonna take a while then. Um... Okay, Grawl, you go over there, and we'll have a okay, a all right, grown up conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure you go, it out. You go over there, and you tell me how how you got to your conclusion. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get my photos and and my my yarn, and I'll figure it out. Okay. Is there a photo booth? A what? Uh huh. Yes. Oh, sorry, you're talking about something else. I mean, at first I thought he was just, uh, uh, I would know the name, um, Bahamut, yeah. Just like... Bahamut? Yeah, he's one of the most, yeah, uh... One of the most prolific Prolific dragon. and widely worshipped, uh, gods in yeah. the valley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At first I, I mean, at first I thought he was just, like, a cleric of Bahamut, because, or, you know, a... Or maybe a paladin, but probably not a paladin. Um, because he cast his spells in Draconic, which... Again, it's just like a little thing. Um, mm -hmm. His, I, 
he and Pyre Scale act like an old married couple, but like if the married couple got divorced and it was like a really nasty fallout and they both hated each other now. No, no, exactly. So an and like that's couple, yeah. And that's like why when you said it, I didn't immediately scream, Oh my god, Darren Dunn is a dragon, because actually when you think about it, that makes a lot of that make sense. But um it's just odd, like But that's not the only thing, right? Because there are plenty of creatures that live a really long time and I don't know about I didn't know about Darrington's background. Um I mean the the kind of the biggest thing was that he said that his wife had written the note that I have from my mother. Uh so that's I mean it's sort of like a lateral logical thing, but if my mom if Darren wait because I'm sort of a dragon. And if my mom's a dragon. You're I'm sort a... of a dragon? How do you how do... can you be sort of a dragon? No, I guess how this did been, I know that. Have we talked about this? I had this all I had this all no. worked out how I was gonna yeah. tell is you it, guys. Is this. it like how I'm sort of an elf? I mean you're half elf. You could say I'm fifty percent. You're hundred like percent rogue though. Uh, yeah, oh thanks. Hundred percent handsome. Uh, <laughs> you're well okay i don't remember i, I had this all planned out because I, I knew you were going to ask about this um here's the prestidigitation I, oh yes yeah i'm a visual learner <laughs> yeah use a powerpoint <laughs> about how you're a dragon in this public <laughs> on spring <laughs> yeah maybe some bar graphs you know there was some there was it was some order of his wife no that's right okay his wife was a dragon he said that mm. so i don't know i mean dragons can fuck anything but i'm assuming that like Well, Char you don't have to say it like that. Yeah, Charity, <laughs> have you been drinking? No. I mean, dragons can fuck anything. I mean, like, it's whatever. Dragons can fuck or anything. All, have like, you been yeah. drinking? Yes. <laughs> Bad question. That's really not good for you to be in the hot spring if you're intoxicated. It's bad for you. I'm trying to figure out, okay, so if Darren Dunn's a dragon, his <laughs> wife was a dragon, the letter you have is from... His wife, which was a dragon, so yes. you're saying his wife is your mom? Yes. So you Wait, are you dragon. saying Darren Dunn is your stepdad? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess I am. Mm, that's that's, that's incredible. Mm. It's going to be a really fun conversation we have with them when we meet up with them should we not bring it up should we i mean just... i've sort of already tried to talk to him about it um mm. and since his wife died basically tossing everybody into the valley including him uh he's real upset about it hmm. so he doesn't really like to talk about it which is understandable mm -hmm. yeah Especially like when I told him that, oh, she's fine. She's just in hell. That was probably not super tactful on my part. I don't know if fine like that. <laughs> oh, and she's probably not fine. I don't think yeah. I said she was fine. But um, is there like a, a layer of hell that's kind of it's just a little uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, I don't a little humid. 
think so. <laughs> just a little too humid, you know? No, that's Maybe. a different that's a different that's... dimension. It's called heck. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> I was just about to say that's the worst level of That's hell. actually where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. The, the land uh, of mild inconvenience. What, <laughs> what is the what is the one that um Zariel presides over? Avernus. Or no, wait. What's the ninth layer? Avernus. That's the top Avernus. Layer. What's the first one then? Uh the first the Florida. one where as like the center layer of hell. Wait. How what the what it is goes the nine down. Yeah. The Nine first, is the at first, the top. The, the first is at the top. If that makes any sense. Oh, maybe I was just... Wait, because Mephistopheles is Lord of the Eighth, right? Uh, technically, it goes... Oops, let me bring up this... Let's consult the wiki. Yes. Um, Avernus on the top. Dis, uh, Monaros, Phlegathos... Stygia, Malbolge, uh, what's that next one? Uh, Maladomans, then it's Cania, then the bottom layer is Nessus. Uh, so yeah, Cania is the second, is the like eighth layer of hell. Yeah, but I thought Asmodeus ruled over Nessus. Correct. That's where his like citadel yes. was. That okay, is absolutely correct. Yes, that's the one I was trying to fi- remember. Yeah, Nessus is the ninth circle of hell. I'm pretty sure Nessus isn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> that's I'll take that's what I was trying to get at. I'm pretty sure it's like the least bad of them. It's the least shitty hell. It's still the least hell, shitty. It's still kind of bad. Like... But I'm pretty sure Nessus is the least bad. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll take I guess it word. all depends on context. True. Yeah. Suppose... yeah, perspective, really. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, Darren Dunn. Dragon Daddy. Dragon Dragon. Dragon Daddy. And you also being a dragon, sort of? Yeah, I mean, and right, Pyrescale called me a a wormling, which didn't know what that meant, but yeah, apparently dragons can fuck anything. This is, I guess that's courtesy of Darren Dunn. Mm. Mm. Learning so much. Yeah. This is not how I imagine this hot spring, uh, the kind of like relaxation thing going. How did you? Yeah, I don't go? either. I kind Lots of regretting bringing it up. What? Sorry, Grawl, what did you say? A lot, a lot more drinking. I That's mean, you I could imagine. be like, you can be like Karen and Chad over there and just no, sneak one no. in. Karen and Chad are flirting with each other. It's kind of gross. I don't know what they're doing. It's some sort of weird drinking and hair play. I mean, I wasn't. I'm averting my gaze on purpose, Grawl. No, I know, but it's weird. It's very strange, and I don't know how to react to it. Are they fighting? Are what are they doing? I don't know. What the fuck? Anyways, anyways, great. Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Anyways, uh, yeah, we were talking about Dragon Dad. Yep, I think. Have we said all we need to say about Dragon Dad? I feel like we. I've said yeah, all I need I, to say. Great. Okay. Go team. Cool. <laughs> we did it. We we talked about that. So now we know two of the 47 dragons in the okay. valley. Gotta catch them all. What? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
not to bring up another uncomfortable conversation. But... Oh, no. You know what? In for a penny, in for a gold. <laughs> in, in for, for a copper, in, in, in for, for a gold. gold. <laughs> uh, so, Tirza, uh, how long was this conversation that you had with Talila before the rest of us showed up? Oh, she was out there for a bit. For a while? Like, yeah, like 45 minutes. My God. What did you guys, like, what were you guys talking about? I, um, lots of things. I think, I don't know if Talila can be lonely, per se. Because, like, A, George, and... Right. B, she seems um, pretty self-sufficient. But um, yeah, I don't know. How does everybody Nothing feel really about chatting. <laughs> I was just, just doing a general polling here. What, what, are, what are our thoughts on Talila? You, you can't be thinking of turning her in. No, no. We're turning Definitely. her in for what? My my name is cleared, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't actually care about the nobles who are. Um, that's not my problem. I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, I thought she was a little, a little creepy. Yeah, but I feel like we learned some more about her and. I mean, she's strange for sure, but who amongst us isn't? Mm. I'm actually really quite impressed with her magical prowess. George is very intimidating now. It's come a long way since the water trial. He's basically only as big as a a mastiff, really. Mm. Now look at him. I don't want to. (laughs) I want to as little as possible. Yeah. I uh I encouraged her to maybe go down and find Camion and Valor. I don't know if she will. She seemed pretty hesitant to leave the city, but the thought of you know us being by ourselves when all of this Chaos seems to make sense. And yeah. Yeah. What she said about about getting pulled back. I mean I kind of I kind of figured that we wouldn't that the trials were over. What if what if it ha- it does happen again next year? Honestly, I didn't even think about it until she mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean... I, I don't know that there's much point worrying about it. We... I mean... <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, 
Frankly, I'm just sort of trying to make sure that there's going to be another Maker Festival next this right. year. Yeah. And if, you know, it happens again next year, we'll just have to go through it again. It's not like it's going to be any more crazy than how our year has been so far. So, a lot's happened in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just imagining these like kind of awkward pauses, like being interrupted by like just little water splashes, like <laughs> splish splish. And there's like a background chatter. There are other people out here in the hot springs. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> Chad and Karen are doing whatever they're doing with their hair. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's evolving quickly. Yeah, uh-huh. mm. yeah you, you can't tell if it's uh, assault or foreplay, but they're both <laughs> clearly uh, way too involved in whatever's happening. <laughs> like, there are kids Boy. in this hot spring. Is there? There are, there are a couple of kids out here. Um, huh. Mostly they're being watched over by parents. Uh, you can see that bear folk family is now coming out into the snow, and uh, their kids uh, try the same thing that Sid did, trying to like run in <laughs> yeah. and ball, then are immediately stopped. Um, and then the papa bear just like swoops in, grabs all three of the kids, and just walks in with armfuls of children, just walking <laughs> into the hot springs and just dunks them all down. Nice. Take them off. Uh, you can see that there are uh, a couple of other elves out here in the hot spring. Uh, there's at least one dwarf who's just like full on in a dead man's float, just face up, beard <laughs> kind of like washed out around them uh, to like block out any naughty bits. Um, there are uh, a small clan of halflings on the opposite side uh, that are all uh, like casually just like talking to each other, laughing and occasionally like using spoons as little catapults to launch pieces of fruit into each other's mouths. Uh, and they're <laughs> doing it at like greater and greater distances as though like that's the game. I mean, that's, that's pretty God, cool. we should hang out with <laughs> more fun people. <laughs> <laughs> That could be us, but we're all playing. so hard. No. (laughs) You see there is one uh, dragonborn, uh, like, splayed out on the rocks, not actually in the water, but seeming to enjoy the heat given off by the the hot spring. Grawl, who do you try to hang out with? Like, what what, what are you talking about? I don't have much of an option. I try to hang out with (laughs) y'all. I really do. (laughs) Sid, you and I hang out the most. Cherish can't drink, so that's been a fun party. Uh, uh, up now until recently. I can I, I can drink now. Right, right. So I can be fun without drinking, though. You haven't really given me a chance. But I like drinking. That's how I have Yeah, but, but not everybody has to like the same things you do. Well, that's no fun. To have... <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> I have distilled fun down to a science. I know exactly how to have the perfect amount of fun. Tirza, on the other hand, has, doesn't know how to have fun at all. Shots fired. Shots fired. Well, Tirza, I dare you to have a good time. <laughs> I have a good time when 
we're all hanging out and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tears up <laughs> just tears immediately yeah. burst what? into tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, tears sinks down to eye level and right. the water thing yeah. can't see it the tears. What, okay, what, what about like this? an alligator? Before all of this happened, what did you do for fun? Mm-hmm. Um, Before the whole, you know, dreadless thing. I mean, did you have fun after we snuck off? That one time I was up with net with a uh, uh, Calkin and we made flower crowns. I mean, did you have yeah. fun after that? See, that was lots of fun. Um, I mean, I had to recite Bible passages, or I don't know, it's not called <laughs> a Bible. It's scripture. called something else. Scripture. Mm-hmm. I had to re- recite scripture for <laughs> like. Like three hours after that. Uh, um, for the for the record, there are three large scrolls that are the religious texts of yeah. uh, the Jarashir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I am positive that Tirza would have copies of all three. Yeah. Little like mini ones. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Also, the ones that you probably had to recite after Neta caught us was probably like some some like hella deep shamar on the wise stuff like yeah like really <laughs> complex like intricate passages yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. um the wisdom of not I... giving into peer pressure <laughs> <laughs> I uh trained a lot that's fun that could be fun Um, <laughs> yeah. Tears is like desperately racking her brains for something. Yeah, I don't. Um, the. I don't know. I have fun with you guys, but no, the purpose of a child of the storm is to have fun necessarily not ultimately shocking yes yeah they should figure it out though i think more way more people would be interested if um oh if they did like a rebranding you know yeah they upped their party scene Something like that. I mean, if the point is to shepherd people from the storm, and there's not going to be, because you said a, a third, a third of the people are going to die. Those yeah. other two thirds need to have fun to keep their spirits up, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, this conversation is the worst. (laughs) Yeah, Tirza is just like sinking down into the water. Um, but the point is, is I have lots of fun now, and so it's fine. Yeah, it is fun. It can be. Do you guys know if they like offer like? I don't know, like massage services or like 
Didn't you, did you, did you read, read the, the pamphlet? I, I already yeah. said I looked at it. I didn't read it. Okay, I'm very busy. I don't okay. have time to read every pamphlet that is thrown in my face. It was sitting on a nightstand. Yeah, they were just like nicely laid out. That's besides the point. The point. Did is, you guys did... get chocolates on your pillow? No. Well, no. Did, did I look? No. I don't know. Did you read the pillow, or did you just like? Look at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> As the night I mean... whiles away, you enjoy your time in the hot springs. Uh, is there any other particular conversations you want to have? Otherwise, you while away the evening enjoying the company of your friends in this uh, warm, somewhat quiet place under the watchful gaze of Oak, the customer service druid. Um, eventually, once it gets to about, uh, 9 p.m., they start, like, calmly shepherding people away from the hot spring. Uh, apparently this place closes at a certain point in the evening. Mm. Um, so, uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here scenario. Mm. Um, apparently there is a process that several other druids who work for the hotel, uh, go through to clean out the water every night, and it takes... It's a yes. ritual that takes a while. I feel bad for peeing in it. <laughs> I can't oh my god, this. why would you say it out loud? And that is why they hire druids to strain yes. and clean the water. Mm -hmm. It just happened. It was just so comfortable. Was it... Did you like? I don't want to know. Do, I don't want to oh know. I didn't. I I went over. It's when I went and grabbed some food over over the other. So side you peed of outside of the pool. No, because they bring food to you. Yes. Oh, okay. So you went and. Got it was when he swam away for a little bit and was gone for a suspiciously long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Okay. It was a little close to Karen and Chad. I <laughs> did do that on purpose, but. Oh. <laughs> But the so so the thing about water, Sid, is that it it goes everywhere, yeah, and so even if you're in one place, like it's. I did a I I blew bubbles in the water with my mouth, Sid. <laughs> like with my mouth, and you did such a good diluted, job. You did but... such a good job. <laughs> I figured they had some kind of magic filtration system. Okay. Yeah, for Let's afterwards, see. you they didn't have, like, read the pamphlet. Read the pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how do I clean my mouth? I will press to digitize your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Since you have partaken for uh, several hours of the uh, the mystical hot springs here in Green Terrace, you all now have one point of inspiration. Oh. <gasps> Uh, you may use this to grant yourself advantage on any roll, or you may spend it to give somebody else advantage on any roll. And here's my wrinkle on inspiration. <laughs> there is an alternate way you may spend it. If you use your inspiration to do something particularly, uh, or while doing something, attempting something particularly cool or uh, that plays to your character, uh, you may do so at a, uh, a normal roll, but if you roll a, uh, 
like 10 or higher, it is considered a critical success. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Nice. So it basically gives you a 50-50 shot to crit. Nice. Uh, wow. If you're doing something particularly awesome or character worthy. Cool. That's that's really cool. Fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that fart, fart jokes joke is about to land real hard. <laughs> real it's hard. gonna kill. They have to make someone <laughs> in the party like the cry part. from laughter. <laughs> Anything else you wish to do with your evening or you just get a night's rest? Uh, yeah, I think I'm just conking out. Um, I want to make a kind of, uh, subtle, whatever, I'm just going to do it. Uh, before I go to bed, I, uh, I want to like kind of rib Maz a little bit and, uh, say like something like, uh, are we in for another light show tonight or what? Did my communications with your familiar disturb your sleep? No, I just noticed it. Uh, what? Like, that's an interesting, I guess, language? It is a byproduct of my psychic communications with the imp. Hmm. I didn't know you could communicate him with, with him while he was dismissed, even. There seems to be some sort of intrinsic connection between the two of us now. You are the conduit, but we may talk without your... knowledge. Knowledge. This is make behind your back fucking go, oh shit, dog. Mm, what were you talking about? His intentions... Did he share? I do not think he was particularly happy where he was in the hells. But I have also determined that his position in the company of that creature called the Boss was perhaps not his true position within hmm. the hierarchy of Bator. Interesting. It is a guess at the moment, but I do not think this imp originally worked for the Lord of Kenya. Hmm. Again, that this is... is simply supposition and guesswork. Well, I uh, guess we need to find out more. Indeed. Good night, Mass. Sleep well, child. Uh, and if you did not consume any alcohol, you do not remember right. your night. Yeah. So, you all get a good night's sleep. You've rested up. You are refreshed, rejuvenated. And come the 28th of Ember, you will make your way out of Stormhaven, the city at the center of all things. But I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we return, you shall start your first, the first leg of your journey towards Enclave, the city at the edge of the Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very special deal that I have here at the shop. Now. 
I know you have all heard of a thing called the Bag of Holding. That is a bag that is essentially a little extra-dimensional pouch that you can carry with you wherever you go. It can hold lots of stuff. That's what makes it so good. But bags of holding can sometimes be on the pricey side. So if you're looking for a discount option, perhaps I can interest you in this, the Bag of Anxiety. Now you may be saying to yourself, but Omatep, I am already a bag of anxiety. <laughs> Rest assured, my friend, this bag does not actually carry any emotional weight that you might have. It can, however, carry all of your stuff. This simple messenger bag has the pattern of a worried face worked into its outside cover. This item also functions as a bag of holding. With the minor downside that every time you reach in to retrieve an item, you must roll percentile dice. That's 1d100 for those keeping track at home. On a 1 through 25, you find the object you're looking for. Hooray! But on every other result, you don't succeed in finding the item and must try again. And if you fail to find an item five times in a row, that item disappears forever, disappearing into a random location of the Astral Sea. Now, I know this sounds like a pretty big drawback, but hear me out. If you're keeping things that you're not super-duper attached to in the bag, it's not so bad if they disappear forever. If anything, it's reducing clutter. And for a limited time only, you can get the Bag of Anxiety right here at Duskwalker Import and Export TM for the low, low price of only 250 gold. Now that's a hell of a deal. Eh? Anyone? Come on, who doesn't want a big Bag of Anxiety riding around on top of you? Ooh, that came out wrong. Hmm. I should probably rethink the branding on this one. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had a nice, relaxing night at a hot spring. And nothing went wrong. And they had some conversations and a good time. And Sid peed in the pool. He's that kid. You're out of the party. <laughs> at least you didn't leave the Snickers in there. Oh, I we don't know that he could have. I have so stealthy. It's true. You would never know. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> the next morning on the 28th of Ember, you all uh, get a very nice uh, omelet bar breakfast. Ooh. What do each of your characters have in their omelet? I feel as though this is a very important question. Mm, it says a lot about your characters. Mm. Mm. What does Grawl want versus like versus what does Reed want? What would right. what would Grawl have in I an know. omelet? I know. Would Grawl even be aware of the concept of omelets? What is an omelet? <laughs> I feel like the hobgoblin thing would be like hard boiled eggs. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Add salt. They're, they're easily portable. <laughs> And some like jerky, yeah. Um, but he lived it. He lived in Stormhaven for a while. He's sure, but like, like, yeah, exposed to maybe never had one. Yeah, yeah, he's maybe never had one. Wasn't there an omelet cook uh, at the one uh, place we stayed the one time? Wasn't he making omelets? Oh yeah, there uh, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at, at the cold, the shot. cold shot. Yeah, but uh, it was like very, go. very basic egg. Right, so I saw what it was. So that I'm, that I, was I a... the uh, 
the desperate bleeding edge of his creative cooking yeah. prowess. More, more of an egg scramble that. that was yeah. vaguely flat. <laughs> Some sort of flopped over egg sandwich thing <laughs> where the egg is the bread. It was an egg calzone. Um. <laughs> uh, I think Cherish uh, would have like kind of like a southwestern style mm-hmm. omelet so Yum. like like cherry tomatoes chorizo and like green onions absolutely oh, yeah yeah anybody else what is their I character's th- omelet i think that tirza um so no meat obviously because still is not eating meat after the whole sid almost <laughs> eating her thing <laughs> Um, but I think she's like one of those (laughs) it's just like a has like a dumb bodybuilder omelet so it's just like (laughs) like high protein like there's spinach there's Mm -hmm. some feta cheese in there there's Mm -hmm. some little avocado it's just like yeah okay solid oh and bell peppers Mm, there you go forgot about the bell peppers Um, I think Sid gets um an omelet that instead of like standard dairy cheese it's more of like a, a creamy goat cheese to uh-huh. sort of uh-huh. make Oof. it so, um uh i think that he's used to a lot of the cooking in this area i think there's a lot of um veggies uh-huh. um in in a lot of the cooking but i think he so i think he orders like a, a goat cheese veggie omelet but then asked to have like meat put into it specifically and they're like I mean that's kind of it's kind of kind of ruined the flip and he's like oh it's fine like, <laughs> yeah the bacon <laughs> overrides everything else yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just strips of bacon laid on top of the omelet <laughs> what is Grawl's omelet um Grawl would like his uh uh what does he want I changed my mind all of a sudden um <laughs> Yeah, Grawl wants lots, like every type of cheese mm. possible. Okay. He wants all of the different kinds of cheeses. Um, he would like ham. Mm-hmm. He would like ham in there. And then uh, no mushrooms because he, Grawl and I share our, our disdain for that fungus. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> all right. Uh, uh, yeah. Meat and cheese. Grawl, like, you could please give me much. a constitution check because after drinking a vase full of liquor. <laughs> And then the hot springs, you are suffering one of the worst hangovers of your life. So when you're ordering at this omelet bar, you're just like, and all the cheese, just all the cheese. I I need something that's going to absorb all of the pain and hate that I have for myself. Can you make this with more oil than you've ever made it in your life? (laughs) And can you also make it as quietly as possible? (gasps) Hash browns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I get anything else that's like bread and covered in syrup? Yeah, absolutely. There are some uh, crepes on the side. My God, thank you. Um, Do I get to take some crepes? Hey, I'm just curious about, uh, do I get any sort of plus uh, two to this from someone's aura? No. 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 (laughs) Specifically not. Tirza Tirza steps ten feet away. Tirza keeps ten feet away from you this whole morning. (laughs) You monster. You okay. must suffer. 
Well, I got a 19 plus two, 21. Wow. I have, my body has become hardened to this lifestyle. So you're uh, still you're still suffering, but you managed to get down your ridiculously stuffed omelet without any. Uh, without any I take it back. Instance. I take it back and ask for some more cheese. <laughs> Just like handful of the shredded mix and just sprinkle it on the top yeah. with a, a worried it, look. Yeah. So if you were to look at this, most people would see, oh, the man has a plate of tre- shredded cheese. <laughs> no, there's a secret hidden gem in there. <laughs> there's, it's an there's omelet. omelet. <laughs> yeah. Tears a grumble something about like, this is what you get for calling me not fun. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I. I stand by my word. <laughs> uh, so, so you enjoy uh, your morning omelet. And, uh, so crawl a little bit of hair of the dog. Maybe a bl- what? Bloody Mary. What do you think? Oh. <gasps> Moses. Brunch, brunch, brunch. <laughs> okay, we're going to have brunch, but we have to do it very quietly. Do you want to stay in the city for brunch? No. We no, I was no just... we have to go. <laughs> get some fresh air in you you'll feel better do i see um, horse riding is going to be fun <laughs> I, I look around and i do i see karen and chad anywhere oh my god uh like canoodling over over crepes no they're sitting on opposite sides of the restaurant <laughs> they, they are oh, sitting no. at the same table but looking in opposite directions oh, yeah. and each That's of them worse. have a mug of tea or coffee and they're just sipping it very, very, just like passive aggressively. Like pass- oh no! Every time a server goes over, they just like walk away, like walk away slowly without mm-hmm. taking their order. Some fairy tales oh. come true. You, you'll yeah. notice that one of Chad's Someone eyebrows died. is now missing. <laughs> Damn! Damn! And, uh, Karen seems to be missing at least one of her front teeth. Oh! <laughs> oh! Boy, wow! It was the best night of their lives. <laughs> this is but why honestly, you gotta write a contract or something. Um, but like over the course of y'all eating your omelets, they'll slowly be making eye contact with each other, and oh, then no. that slowly evolves into just like laughing at whatever occurred between the two of them the night before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, as oh. you're leaving, you say. Uh, Chad lean over and say, happy anniversary, darling. <laughs> oh, my God. God. This only made them yeah. stronger. Oh, my God. This only made them stronger as a couple. <laughs> I'm inspired, if I'm going to be honest. Extra point of inspiration for yeah. all of <laughs> So, you leave the, oh. uh, the prancing jester. <laughs> The, the hanging sign that is oddly like uh, Robin Goodfellow waving you goodbye in the, the winter winds as you leave. Now, is the, is the image actually waving at us? No, but the sign is like going back and forth and it presents the illusion of the, the waving hand of Robin Goodfellow. Just had to make sure. Uh, pressing out of town... There are relatively few people on the road. You're mostly passing people moving into the city. There is uh, one great exception, though, that occurs once you are outside the city limits. You've been moving for about two hours as you're trekking out of the city. Mm-hmm. And you find yourselves 
coming up on a large jangling cart that has like wind chimes and rattling glass fixtures hanging off its side and it is being pulled by a team of uh, two uh, dour but seemingly like well tended to horses and uh, yeah you're approaching this thing over the course of like 30 minutes you're not moving that much faster than this cart mm -hmm. it seems to be moving at a pretty good clip um, I guess that actually depends on the pace you're all setting I'm assuming you're not trying to kill your horses. You have an eight-day ride ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Grawl's <laughs> not looking so hot. <laughs> we made the sun so bright today. Knock that crap off. Mm. Um, and uh, as you're pulling up, even with this cart, you'll see that it has like uh, a, a covered top. It has a, a small door leading into the back. It's like a smaller version of the Vardo you saw. Uh, old Morigana using in Blue Gulch. Um, mm -hmm. This one is painted a bright and sunny combination of reds and yellows. Um, and there is a large uh, sign hanging from the side of it that is like held by a couple of chains so it's dangling and every once in a while as it's riding it'll like clatter and clock into the side slats of this cart. Uh, and it says Thorpe's Elixirs and Devices. Does that sound familiar? Nope. An intriguing name. You can see as you're like pulling up towards this, like next to this cart, you're going to outpace it eventually, but you're not exactly moving super fast. So uh, passing it will be a, a slow endeavor unless you decide to do like the, the really quick horse gallop and then just to get ahead of them and then slow down again. Oh yeah, passing in the right lane. That's real. That's real. Yeah, cool exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no Truly thanks. heroic behavior. Mm -hmm. is, yeah, that is, does sound like something Sid would do. Yeah, is and written out or is it an ampersand? It's an ampersand. Okay. Uh, and it's Thorpe's. Uh, what? What was Thorpe's the... elixirs and devices? And there is like a little painted image of a potion bottle and a little painted image of a clock face. With like gears turning behind it. And riding up, you see that there is a uh, rather hirsute fellow with like a little bit of a hunch forward, their head sort of resting between their shoulders a little bit. Um, wearing a uh, a set of reflective goggles that is keeping out the bright sun that's reflecting off the snow around you. Um, he is wearing a uh, a, a bit of a, a Kango cap. It's like one of those fold-over ones you see Sam Jackson wearing all the time with, like, the goggles beneath it. Um, and he's... Uh, uh, like, like I said, rather hairy. He seems to have, like, robust mutton chops that come out to the side. And even where the mutton chops stop, there is, like, a light course of fur over the rest of his skin. Uh, and his, like, nose is slightly upturned, and he has these tiny little tusks that come up from his lower jaw. Mm. And he'll wave a greeting as you're, like, catching up with him. Yeah. Give him a little wave. Yeah, 
I think I'll call out just like a hello. Who there, travelers? Oh my god, you guys, we have to stop. <laughs> Mike has a voice for this character. We have to stop. He's the answer <laughs> for the plot. Oh my god. <laughs> Heading up north, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's correct. Good time for it. Good time for it. Why is that? Well, get out of the city before all the craziness occurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't suppose you're heading up Tiscar's Hill way? Are we? I think to so. Where? I don't... If anyone who like wants to try to identify what Tiscar's Hill is, give me a uh, history roll. I think you would all be at disadvantage because this is really not territory any of you have really been in. Oh, disadvantage? Yeah. I mean, I really don't need the disadvantage, but I'll do it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, my high... <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, my highest roll is an 18. <laughs> so it's your uh, lowest roll, though. The highest of my lowest. I rolled a 16 and a nat 20. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So you, oh, so you're lowest one. Okay. Sorry. I, I, no, I just... <laughs> my brain is not doing I'm well. tired and my brain hurts. Yeah. It's a nat con story. Um, anybody else got something like that? I got a six. No. Mm -hmm. nice. I got a five. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. You have no According idea. to my calculation, Tiscar's Hill. There's <laughs> a hill named after Tiscar. Uh, this is excessive local knowledge that you do not possess. Yeah. It, yeah, you can say, like, oh, Tiscar's Hill. That is a hill belonging to Tiscar. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know where that is. Holy shit, even with an 18? Uh, you would be able to, with an 18, you would, uh, this is like excessive local knowledge. Okay. The DC is set appropriately. Uh, okay. You would be able to determine that Tiska is a Thrykreen name. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, we, we don't know where that is, but, um, I'm, I'm sure we'd be willing to travel with you while we're going the same direction. Am I right? Well, if you headed north, that's where you're headed. Road goes right by Tiska's Hill. Oh. Then yes. Do you uh, travel these roads often? Oh, not often, not often. Mostly stick to the, the city, you know. Uh, mm. But special time of year. How, uh... Do you know how dangerous these roads can be this time of year? Not very. Oh. Good to hear. But... Best place to be to see Ember's End is Tiscar's Hill. Thought that might be where you're headed. Uh, why is that? Best view of Stormhaven for miles around. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure all the fireworks going off. Oh, yeah. would be beautiful. That would be cool. I'm sure there's more than a few people will be catching us by later in the day. If you're to get there before Ember's End, you gotta leave now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's not our final destination, but... We can maybe make a little stop. What? Are the fireworks what bring you up this way? 
Ah, uh, in a manner of speaking, in a manner of speaking, sure. It's more what I can do to help people see the fireworks is what brings me up there. Good business up at Tiscar's Hill this time of year. What kind of, uh, what kind of wares do you, do you have? Spyglasses, uh, telescoping lenses of a sort, let people, uh, see distant images up close without, uh, the use of magic. That's... Did you say spyglass? Um... Wow, <laughs> sounds so cool. That's, yeah. Wow. Seeing things from a distance. That sounds very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and, f- and for a nominal fee, uh, people can use my wares all night long. Oh, it's a rental service. Oh, yes. Uh, the glasswork to make these sorts of things is rather expensive. Hmm. Yes, we... Said, said, can I talk to yeah. you for a second? Can mm-hmm. I said, can I talk to you for just a second? A yeah, what's up, Carl? Great. Yeah, 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 let's back off just like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should steal anything. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you should try to nick one of these things from him. I'm not saying that at all. Anyways, have a good day, Sid. Pull back up into my spot. Uh, and as they're like pulled off having that, uh, Thorpe is saying, Most of my trades and elixirs and devices, small clockwork, trinkets and the like. Uh, plenty of p- uh, currency for that in the city. Little toys and mm-hmm. whatnot for the nobles. Uh, elixirs mm-hmm. for those who uh, need that sort of thing. What I, I what do you mean by elixirs? Well, uh, well, well, well I'm an, an artifactor and a, an alchemist by trade, so uh, people need elixirs for certain things, and I'm happy to provide. Okay. Certain medical ailments that might be uh, uh, limiting to certain folk, and I uh, provide the uh, the right thing to get them all fixed up. All right. What about hair growth? Got anything for that? Oh, yes, I do have an elixir for hair growth. Like I said, if uh, you have something that ails you, old uh, Northern Thorpe will have something for you. Like, I don't need more hair to grow. I need to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> oh, your hair removal, then, is what you're looking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got a tonic for that as well. How much is it going to get rid of? Is it just, like, apply gently to the forehead or, or what? Well, rather depends on exactly how much hair you're looking to get rid of and whether or not you want it to be permanent. So like, I don't know. What? Just curious. Just curious. <laughs> the only hair that you have is on your head. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about going for a new look. <laughs> okay. You can just cut it. You can just cut it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want it magically gone. Okay. Oh, ain't nothing magic about my tinctures. I want it uh, non-magically kind of via elixiry gone. It would uh, chemically stop your hair from going is what it would do. There we are. That's what I meant to say. He, he, he took the words right out of my mouth. Smart man, this. It's true. Man, you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, where are my manners? Northern Thorpe is the name. As I said, alchemist and artifice about trade. Who might I be traveling with this fine day? Um, well, oh man. Uh, because Elizabeth's not here. Dang yeah, it. exactly. Like, quick introduce ourselves yeah, before he gets yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Grawl, uh, leader of this merry posse. Um, this is my, uh, 
my underling, Sid Emberlight. Um, he shines my boots and uh, yeah, he does general maintenance. Oh, listen, you're back. Welcome back. Oh, he has <laughs> that on that entire time. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I heard all of it. <laughs> um, oh, oh Sid, is... you're here. You're here. My name is Cherish. Pleasure to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Uh, and Tirza. Tirza. And uh, the aforementioned Sid, I take it. I tip my non-hat. What did you do with the hat of disguise? I still have it. Um, sure. It's just tucked away. I, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. need to wear it anymore. You're not wearing it as a fashion statement? <laughs> mm, no. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's a pleasure to be meeting with you all, not gonna lie. It's uh, good to have some companions along the road. My horses aren't very good company. <laughs> so, just you? Just me and my uh, wagon of creations back there. Mm. They're not very good company either. <laughs> Most of them need winding to even move, so... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, well... I yes, kind of, I well, just like out of character. Mm. Do we think this guy would know anything about the? Uh, probably not. That's like completely unheard of. The mage that we ran into. Maybe we could ask him. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I, I could say something like, "Uh, so you, uh, you know about about um constructs." One of my specialities, actually, is uh, creating constructs, mechanical uh, doodads, gizmos. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of... I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but... Um, <laughs> A lot of crazy uh, things between Stormwall and Sky. This is true. Don't I know it? Um, a, a construct... I know the constructs can store spells, but... But times the can. Have you ever heard of one that was a caster itself? You, uh, some sort of artificial mage? Yeah. I can't say I rightly have heard of something like that. Seems awfully complicated. Uh, don't know why someone would bother. I, I don't either, but, um... I, I read about it, and I just wondered if it was possible. <laughs> Don't believe everything you read. Uh, sometimes people make up tall tales just to sound impressive. But who knows? Yes, they do. We, we don't know anything about that. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> hmm? Sorry, I was looking off in the distance over there. It was a big bird. It's a lovely landscape. But who knows? All sorts of strange things coming in from the old world. <laughs> I mean, hell, my own stock and trade. Ain't many artifices left. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, is that, uh, that isn't something that's, like, generally No, I mean, heard of. It, it, it exists, um, and in certain areas of the valley it's more common than others, but it is not something that's common. There is no artificer's guild. Yeah. I I was go jokingly going to be like an artificer. What's that? And then I realized 
those things probably exist. They're just like... Tirza, you would know, or you would feel, that Sadagar is uh, super interested in everything that this guy has to say. Yeah, that's kind of why I suggested that we went over. Um, and in fact, yeah, I'll, I'll ask if I can, like, see an automaton. Oh, if that's uh, like, and he'll like pat himself down and say, ah, and reach into a vest pocket. And you can see he's wearing like uh, an undershirt, a vest on top of that is just covered in pockets. It looks like a, uh, a photographer's vest with just like dozens of little pockets in it. And then over that, he has a large overcoat uh, with a, a fur ruff that comes up around his neck that sort of like adds a mane to his already hair suit looking <laughs> body. Uh, and he'll pull out uh, what looks like a, a little sphere, and then he'll, like, take a key out of another pocket and wind it up. And then you see these little legs popping out of the bottom and little, like, seam running across the top. And it looks like a clockwork beetle that just suddenly comes alive and starts Ooh. flying next to him as he, like, Whoa. picks it up into the air. Oh, that's so cool. Where did you learn how to make things like this? Oh, it's an old trade. Uh, you find a master, you learn how to do it, and uh, I learned from my master, who learned from theirs. It's not a particularly useful trade, though. Uh, not much material for stuff like this these days. Do you have to use some sort of special material? Or just... Well, and he'll, like, gesture towards the beetle. Something like this is uh, pretty simple. You can use a combination of... Uh, Sterling silver, a little bit of copper, and uh, the real trick is, though, finding the right amount of mithril. Hmm. All sorts of mithril out there, but uh, gotta find the right kind for each kind of automaton. Hmm. I do not Interesting. trust these automatons. Um... This particular little one is made of what's called sky mithril. Mm. It's mithril they find up near the tops of mountains. Not many people willing to mine it up at the top of the storm wall, though. So you tend to just melt down what you find made out of jewelry and whatnot. Is the implication of this that you can only make, like, because it's a flying automaton, it has sky? That's right. Very good. It's imbued with a little bit of elemental air. That's the funny thing about mithril. Magical metal tends to absorb a little bit of the element that's around it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, does it look like we would outpace this cart? Eventually, it's a slow process, but yeah, unless you slow down, you will outpace it. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we need to like travel with him the whole time, but I, mm-hmm. I offered so. Like you said, he appreciates the company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you keep your current pace, you will outpace him after about like twenty or thirty minutes of like slowly gaining ahead of him. And he's always going to be within sight. The road is, like, decently straight and pretty. Like, there's no real cover out here. Uh, the Osgood mm-hmm. Plains, like I said, are just like a big sloping plain that leads north and down. 
I mean, it might be advantageous for us to camp with this guy when he stops for the night. Could be. I mean, he said the road wasn't super dangerous, but maybe just in case might be good to just keep an eye out. Although, I mean, it might be good for him for us to not camp with him. Well, that that is also fair. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you're going to be safer if we're like a (laughs) hundred feet away at least. (laughs) At all times. Um. Yeah, uh, Norventhorpe will gladly uh, allow you to travel next to him, or he'll just, like, friendly wave you off if you're going to outpace him. Yeah, I mean, I think we can continue on and say, like, oh, like, maybe see you at the hill, or, you know. Yeah. Who Uh, knows? And he says it was a pleasure meeting all y'all. If you have a need for elixirs or devices, remember the name Norventhorpe. And you uh, operate out of uh, Stormhaven? Almost exclusively. I leave every once in a while. That's what the cart's for, but uh, property tax is a little high these days, so I tend mm-hmm. to move about a bit. Where where would we find you in, uh, next time we're in Stormhaven? I tend to stick to uh, Dustwater and Mason's Way, mostly. Okay. Follow the sound of laughing children and... Uh, Slightly muttering noble men. <laughs> okay. It's a weird way to say it. <laughs> yeah, All I, right. I give everybody a weird look. <laughs> it's because they are the ones who use the elixirs for the most part. Uh, gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> he picked up on all of us being like, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I get that a lot. I'm working on it. I feel good at the whole marketing <laughs> thing. <laughs> Always be branding. Mm. This is the one thing we know. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> what does it mean? We have no idea. There's no <laughs> idea. But we've heard it with such conviction that um, it must be true. You might want to think about putting a small T and a small M after your business name. I'm not sure what that does. But something incredible. It could be very useful. Well, I think I'll... it's some sort of abjuration magic. Hmm. <laughs> Take that into consideration. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, business acumen of strangers on the road. Omatep is going to be like, you're giving business tips to my competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you outpace the uh, the very hairy artificer on the road mm. and uh, make your way further northward. Um, is there anything you want to accomplish during the day as you travel? It is uh, cold, but not as cold as the last time you were traveling across these plains. Um, is there anything, is there any way I can like try to figure out why Sadagar was so excited about that? Or not, is it just kind of vague? Uh, the emotions you get from Sadagar are extreme interest in artificing, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever that came up in Weird. conversation, there would be spikes of uh, interest. Um, and if you try to, like, basically ask him uh, why so interested, the response you get is 
Um, you get a spike of interest, a spike of curiosity, and a spike of... It seems very weird for the cape to suddenly like exude exhaustion. But that is what he does. And it seems to be not out of, like, the cape is tired, but he's trying to express something. Hmm. And I would need an insight roll to see if, like, you could try to put that together. I will make that roll, because I think... The DC is Sadagar's charisma score. Ooh. <laughs> Which is ten. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Didn't say it was hard, it just said it's esoteric. Except I rolled an eight, so <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you just fall right off that high horse. Um or reindeer, cool. as the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you don't uh seems weird. I have a I have a plus five to insight, you guys. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> uh, don't get cocky, yeah. kid. <laughs> Speaking of which, guys, <laughs> I've been coming up with this new idea. So when we're in combat, I was thinking about challenging specific individuals to like one on one combat. So that they have to fight me. What do you guys think? That seems kind of like what you do anyway. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, challenging but them, but you, you kind of. I think, but I'm, I'm talking about like making an exclamation. You know what I mean? Like making it known that it's like that guy, me, we're doing this thing. Yeah. I mean, you can like do whatever you want, I guess, but it's not necessarily going to make the other person do it. It might. I'm very convincing when I need to be. That's true. I just need to come up with some good... Stormbearer will say, uh, if you challenge one of the enemy to a duel, perhaps it will Ooh. force the others to surrender. Ooh. Ooh. <gasps> so, like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> before a fight starts, just challenge the leader to a duel. Yes. Or whoever the swordsman is. Um, and take them out. Hmm. Defeat them in idea. single combat to prove your might. Yeah. Yeah, what this is great, cheat? guys. Can we That's... cheat if they cheat? Well, Sid is already cheating because I am a magic sword. This is true. That is true. It's a, it's a, it's a fair point. To follow the, the wise words of my, my high school uh, lacrosse coach, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I Crawl, okay. you played lacrosse? <laughs> uh, Hobgoblins play lacrosse in the old way, where the, uh, the thing being hurled is not a ball. It's a uh, skull. <laughs> yeah, with all the meat bits still attached to it. Yeah. And you do absolutely, not only do you get to hit each other with the stick, you are actively encouraged to hit each other with the stick. Correct. It's no more like uh, like Hyali, where you just like, <laughs> it, like the balls are being whipped at like mm -hmm. 70 miles an balls. hour. Mm -hmm. Rocks. Head. Sorry. Skulls. Heads. Rocks. It's a head. <laughs> Is I would the... break if it was going 70 miles an hour. You need lots hour. of them. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Throughout the course of a match, they are replenished. Yeah. 
This is the worst after after a uh, a very decisive victory on Mm -hmm. the field of battle. Sometimes people spike the ball and they need a new ball. Yeah, yeah. And it is always played at the when the sun is at its highest point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is no shade in hobgoblin lacrosse. Well, no literal shade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, plenty of. Oh, there is shit talking like you would not believe. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's true. It is a sight to behold. It, it's uh, it's weirdly family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the family is uh, very friendly as they're being decapitated uh, and used as mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. of the sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you continue onward. Um, pressing through the day, you never really lose sight of Thorpe's cart. Uh, it is kind of behind you, but you do notice that the road is slowly curving outward, uh, kind of moving in a uh, northeasterly direction. Uh, glancing back every once in a while, uh, you see that uh, Thorpe himself is actually taking a lot more breaks and rests than you normally would on the road. Seems as though he has a uh, a very small bladder. Mm. That's just how it be sometimes. Uh, moving through yeah, Sid. <laughs> what this isn't a public pool, okay? Everyone That's... give me perception checks as you're moving throughout the day. Perception. Ah, oh, boo. Come on. You fucker. False. Thirteen for Sid. Ooh, I also got a thirteen. Uh, uh I got a nineteen. Thank Whoa. You. Uh, Grog got an eight. Eight. Uh, Sid, Cherish, you can't help but constantly glance ahead of you and to the right of the road where in the distance, pretty far away, but there is a dark like mark on the horizon that you know to be the Eastwood, that Ooh. large consuming forest that <laughs> takes up a chunk of the valley. Um, it's just, it's unmistakable once you're clear of the city. Um, one thing that does stand out is to the northeast of you, there is one massive tree that's even larger than Cypress Court. It is a huge coniferous tree of some kind, and it juts up above the valley, and you can see it from miles and miles away, because you're easily over a hundred miles away from this thing, and you can still see it. Is it, like, a known destination? Uh, yes, you would know, and in fact, most of you would know this, is that this huge tree stands as the, basically, marking post for the largest Thrycreen hive in the Osgood Plains. Gotcha. Uh, beneath and it, within the roots of that tree is uh, the largest cultural center of Thrycreen in the valley. Hmm. It is miles out of your way, um, but it is a place you can turn off on the road. Uh, and head in that direction if you wanted to. Um, it is technically on the way, but you'd have to like go out of your way along a different road. There's a crossroads that is about two days away from you. Uh, the name of that hive is uh, simply called The Hive. Um, most other Thrycreen don't even bother with a differentiating name because it's like if you're referring to The Hive, you talk about The Hive. Mm-hmm. All other hives are just like little outposts here and there that consist of families. This is like a huge 
Uh, it's not a metropolis, but it is a proper city that is mm-hmm. beneath the roots of this tree. Huh. Cool. Tirza, you would notice that the sky is almost devoid of clouds this day. Uh, it was snowing last night, but it is a clear day today. Uh, wheeling up in that sky are several large birds that you can see. Um, but even as you watch, those birds are suddenly scattered by a larger winged form that you see streaking across the sky. Uh, it's moving east to west, and the birds just suddenly dive down towards the field as this larger winged form uh, with a long, sinuous tail, a big, long neck, as they just... It's so high up, it's almost impossible. Like, if you weren't already glancing at these birds, you wouldn't have noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as you see it, it's gone. It's just moving across the sky so violently quickly. And so high up. Yeah, I think Tirza goes to point it out, and then it's gone already. Uh, so changes her mind. It, was that like directly in our path, like the way we were going? No, like I said, it's going east to west. Okay. Um. So it's mm. it maybe crossing your path, but it's so high up that who knows. Hmm. Okay. It's just something you notice as you're moving. Later that evening, you eventually are uh, coming to a stop. You have long since outpaced Thorpe's cart, so if you wanted to make camp with him, you'd have to turn around and go back a little ways. No, I think we're fine. Good. Okay. So setting up camp on your first day, uh, you did you end up each buying your own individual tents, or did you just go back to the old standard of two and you'll be sharing? Uh, I bought a two-person tent for Tirza and I. Okay. So. Grawl, did you buy Grawl. a tent? All right. What happened to our old ones again? You we left, we left them. them. Uh, that's right. Damn it. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I, I will have purchased one, having remembered that we left them there. Mm-hmm. But like a two-person one or a one-person? Yeah, no, I'll buy the two-person one, because Sid has no money, and <laughs> I can't have him sleeping by himself. <laughs> Might let the bed. Boy. He gets lonely. <laughs> he gets lonely. Everyone knows this. You know, when, when I'm sleeping, I just, I just... Cuddle, you know, it's, it's easier to sleep <laughs> with your sword. <laughs> uh, um, uh, how much are the tents so I can make two gold? Uh, piece. The, yeah, two gold. two gold. Okay, uh, okay. I'm so yep. bad at math that I had to write out the price of everything that we bought, convert all of them to copper pieces, add them up, and then convert them back to silver and back to gold. Well, yeah, whatever works. That's what I had to do. So you stop for the night, uh, taking watch, I assume, in the usual order? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As... It's Sid mm-hmm. cherished tears of girl. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just gonna remember. Been a while. Uh, everybody give me perception checks while you're on your watches. Come on. 
Come baby. Same roll. Cool. 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 Uh, sixteen for Sid. Twelve for Cherish. Twelve for Tirza. Uh, eight. <laughs> and I can't use saving face because everyone's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Poor you shit. like peer into our, all of our tents at the same time. <laughs> no. Sid, wake us all up. During your watch, mm. uh, as you're sitting up on first watch and kind of staring out over the, the hills and out into the distance as the storm lights are creeping across the sky during sunset, the outline of the Eastwood becomes very distinct. Mm. Um, you can see some of the larger trees backlit by the strange flickering multicolored lights that appear at night just before sunset. Uh, you also hear, coming from the road behind you, drifting on the occasional breeze, weird music. It's like like tinkling calliope slash music box music just coming up from down the road a little ways. And it lasts for maybe an hour into your watch, and then it stops. I just assume that it's um, what's his face? Thorpe. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the name, Thorpe. Norvin Thorpe. Sid forgets Norvin. it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> As you trade off watches, the rest of the night passes uneventfully. Grawl, uh, as you are taking your morning watch in the the wee hours. There is a, a fine crust of frost on everything first thing in the morning. You're sort of having to crunch through getting out into the uh, the, the crisp night. Have you all allowed the fire to die down or uh, kept it burning through the night? There's not much in the way of kindling out here. I don't know what having the fire outside of our tents would have done like a whole lot if we're sleeping inside of the tents. I mean, I can't see very well without it, but... Yeah. It was a clear night. You had plenty of starlight. Yeah. I don't um, see any reason to have it, like, keep going the entire night. Based on our previous sort of camping experience, what is... I'm trying to remember what the mechanical difference was. Um, There's not a lot of mechanical difference. It's really just whether or not the person on watch wants to stay warm. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. It's not a mechanical thing per se. Yeah. My my anger keeps me warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fire is burning low then, as Grawl takes his morning watch, and yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're slightly consumed by your uh, anger at the fact that yet again, uh, Doctor Phineas Finebrook has slipped through your grasp, seemingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you. But what is what is very very sweet was the the look he gave me of oh shit Grawl's walking up the stairs <laughs> oh it's so satisfying and that keeps you warm in the wee hours <laughs> of the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After that, you all wake up and on the twenty ninth of Ember, you strike out yet again. The road is fairly desolate though you do pass. Uh, Two more groups of people uh, are making their way towards Stormhaven. Um, it seems as though they'll reach the city before Ember's end. 
Bless you. Uh, oh, you, I'm sorry. Glancing behind you on the road, you'll notice that there are several other, uh, one or two other groups that are having clearly outpaced Thorpe's cart are not catching up with you, but definitely like on the road moving up behind you. Uh, one that does outpace you rather quickly is a lone figure riding an axe beak that is just like moving hell for leather up the road. Chase. Uh, a very angry looking uh, bird is just being spurred forward by a, uh, a lone halfling riding on its back, uh, seemingly like in almost incapable of steering this thing as it's moving. <laughs> But you just get a quick glimpse of this halfling's uh, slightly horrified face as it's just like boom, Roadrunners past you. All. Just to like, hi, oh. oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, and the weird part is, is like, as you, uh, like, as it passes you, you can see that, like, uh, bits of. There's some kind of, like, large basket carriage thing on the butt of this axe beak and little like bits of plant detritus and uh, flower petals are just like flowing out the back of one flapping basket lid. Hmm. Right. Man, they really should have secured that better. Other than that, the 29th uh, does not pass eventfully. Uh, is there anything you want to accomplish on the road while you're moving? Don't really know what to accomplish while on horseback. Yeah. Conversations. <laughs> uh, any I don't want to talk to these people. I mean, other than that, I assume there's small talk happening, but yeah. specific yeah. conversations or information you want to try to get from Familiars or forgebound items or just my lie. Okay, he's in time. It's that big tree. Damn it! (laughs) How how does he do it? Get out of my eyes! I'm wearing the ring. You can't get in my mind. Because he's a genius, Scrawl. He's He's been the genius time the whole time. The whole time. He's the leader of the Threadless. At least that's what the stories say. It's in the play, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the theater would never lie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just an expression of deeper truth. Mm-hmm. I bet. Bartholomew Keeper is a true artist. <laughs> There's no, I mean, other than the fact that. Just because we're tieflings doesn't mean that we're family. Like, there's no way that Valor is related to me. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds, right? Like, pretty low, right? One I mean, in four. Astronom- in four? Probably, <laughs> I mean, with the whole hell thing, it's probably astronomically low. Yeah. Maz will say in your mind, there is no way the two of you are related. I will say, I did that. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, I mean, mean, probably people's just ingrained prejudice about tiefling hell. That they all are related to each other. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the thing have is, have I ever talked about? Have I? Have we talked about the that you guys ping no. the same thing? No, we. Oh haven't. my god, I'm gonna no, bring that it's up. Weird, like that. I brought up this whole conversation. <laughs> it's so weird that like Tears co- has these things. What that a coincidence! Doesn't I can mention never. To her I could. I can never make fun of Reed ever again. Because <laughs> I do the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Constantly. Yeah, it sounds about right. And uh, I do yeah. think that it's it's like the reverse of you casually bringing up the Darren Dunn thing, where I think Tears is just like not even looking at you, and she's like, though you do, you know, ping the same on my in my divine sense. But you know, wait, that's... what? I also don't think we've ever talked about the fact that Cherish Pings is fiendish. Like, I think that we make that joke out of character, but I don't think that I know that. Mm. Nope. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Well, you know, I. I have a a knack for sensing, you know, various extraplanar entities. I mean, it's how I found that that thing that was affecting Grawl. Um, and you and Valor kind of felt the same. I I did it while we were in the last trial. Um, what do you mean felt the same? Like how yeah. similar? Like, um. <sighs> Like, how specific does this sense get? It's pretty specific. Um, I I mean, you don't feel like other fiends feel, or some other fiends. Um, How much experience do you have with lots of fiends? Well, I mean, not only the the recent ones, but... Okay. Well, um, wait, let me get the lesser in here and tell me the difference between us. We are doing science. What? What is that? I don't know. I yeah. like the. the, the we know good, what science name. is. I know what seance is, but science <laughs> is <laughs> something else. <laughs> you conjure the lesser. Yes. Okay. Uh, he will appear in his impish form, floating nearby, and say, "Oh, hey, where are we? What's going on? We're not in the city anymore. All right." Nope. Okay. Oh, you missed the hot spring. Sorry. Oh, there was a hot spring? Oh, man, just like the boiling lakes back home. Yep, same thing. Um, Can you, like, can you cannonball into the boiling lakes? I mean, allowed? sure, I don't know. If you're attached to your skin, probably not, but uh, totally yeah. possible. Do they pee in the lakes? I mean, there's a whole, like, release thing on death, so usually, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. As this dumb conversation is happening, <laughs> I'm using my divine sense. Okay. Uh, both Cherish and the Lesser Ping as Fiendish. But is it is it the same? I mean, I remember I remember you describing it as like a our freezer burny. There is a tinge to your divine sense that, uh, yeah, where Cherish is concerned, uh, it is like freezer Bernie. Uh, you've never really analyzed the 
the taste of valor, for lack of a better term. Uh, you didn't really have time during that last trial. Um, like really, really old I'm stickers. Yeah. <laughs> you just found in your freezer. You all know They've been exactly in there for what months. I'm talking about. If, you want to, if you want to sit and like concentrate on the the slight differences between Cherish and the Lesser, you can, but it'll take time. Yeah, I mean, can we do it while we're riding? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying it's going to take yeah. up multiple uses of your divine sense. That's fine. Okay. I'll use all three if I need to. Yeah, okay. Uh, in that I case, yeah, you would uh, realize the very... Uh, like, there are slight differences. They both are fiendish. Cherish mm-hmm. has that distinct sense of, like, cold and, like, I don't know, there's a, a bitter cold quality to it, as opposed to you can now, like, tell the differences between the fiends you detected at Jeremiah Payne's compound. There was a coldness to them as well, uh, but mm-hmm. that was more like a wild horrific like screaming coal of a wind tunnel whereas cherishes is more still and dead like hypo like hypothermia cold like Like, uh, where it starts to burn a little like tundra as opposed to mountain gale Mm. interesting and Um, the lesser feels more organic for lack of a better term there's like there's a heat there that feels hellish, but it's like like warm blood or like an exposed wound of some kind that is just like radiating heat and you can feel it when you hold your hand close. That's what the lesser Ooh. feels like. Oh, I hate that. Like the difference like, like the difference between grabbing like a, a like a pan that's hot and like putting your hand on someone's back. It is like the heat that comes out of an infected, like, wound. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it. like, is it, like, the nature of a, an animal that is, like, inherently violent um, versus, like, uh, a thing that's, like, making a choice to be violent kind of thing? Like, that kind of, na- like that kind of nature? Or it's not like, that kind of sense like... to it, really. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't ping... 5e doesn't ping like necessarily good evil anymore okay it's like about yeah and then like carrie pings for me too yes uh she pings the celestial yeah which one has subtle notes of cherry and oak me my name's cherish cherry ish Um, but yeah those are the differences you get between the lesser and cherish and i'll kind of like describe that as i'm coming to it and uh <laughs> the lesser seems very <laughs> offended by this like whoa hey someone's freaking scanning me over here hey want an imp or something and he's like floats away out of the range of your uh <laughs> your hey senses. get back here i don't wanna get ooh, back ooh. here what does uh what do, what does uh what does sid scan as <laughs> nothing Normal. he's a person <laughs> yeah same as cross no fun oh Said we're boring, okay. apparently. Well, I mean, a person hey, in the material you're a plane. Person too. Yeah, you're, of course you're a person, but he's like a mortal person. I, I mean, not that you're immortal. Maybe. Yeah, and I sure. mean, you know what? I keep popping back up, so who knows? <laughs> I mean, right now you're functionally immortal. 
hasn't been disproven yet exactly (laughs) the theory of immortality yeah eventually the lesser is shunted back into range by uh cherish's commands but he is not happy about it yeah uh, yeah, he he feels like he is uh, being violated in some way. It's like, oh, oh. need a lead sheet. This feels gross. You How- can feel divine sense. I don't know. It might be psychosomatic, but it feels like oh, you're getting your icky paladinness all over me. <laughs> I can feel your just, judging my, eyes. My paladinness is not icky, and it's not about judgment. It's about seeing what's there. Oh, the paladin says it's not about judgment, right? I feel, I I kind of oh. agree with the with, I mean, with the little one here, just like a little bit, just like a little. You've bit. come a no really comment. long way, Tirza. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily your judgment; it's the judgment of others. We're not putting you inside of that little box or anything like that. It's just like there's a separate box, way way off to the left, a little bit. Where are these boxes? I I only see the tree. It's I off to the left. I don't know what left. that means. It's a green box. Okay. It's a green box. That's the box. Oh, that there later. it is. Yeah, you, you're actually wrong. Anyways. <sighs> and a lot of things way? about what you guys think of me tonight. <laughs> so, 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 Tirza, you're saying that Cherish and Valor pinged similarly? Like, how similar? I mean, it was a, a while ago. Yeah. Um, but they f- felt kind of the same, right? Mm. He had that like freezer Bernie quality to him as well. You did not. I thought you had said that. You did not get a good sense of Valor. We just got a. We just uh, got a sense of Cherish. But he. Oh. But he's definitely like. But the difference between Cherish and, say, even the Lesser is that, like, there's an intensity to how the Lesser feels and to how other fiends feel, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's curbed somewhat by uh, Cherish's mixed heritage. Mm. Makes sense. Um, and so I will also time. just like point out, like, tieflings don't normally feel like that. They usually just kind of they they don't read at all. Gotcha. They're completely illiterate. No, girl. That's another harmful stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> Making the joke about the reading. God. Um. So next time we see Valor, uh, you're going to ping him. I I guess. Okay. Before we uh, say anything, just stare right. at. Him. Right. Yes. Just show up and then give him just deadlock right in the eyes. I mean, yeah, if you can do it without like, my permission, you should do it to your friends, too. I, and <laughs> also, I feel, feel like that's a bad way to just, like... It's a terrible like, way. Don't someone. actually do that. <laughs> yeah, and don't tell him, like, when you first walk up to him, be like, hey, you ping is, like, fiendish. I don't think that's a good intro. Yeah. He might not know. Mm. Yeah. But Cherish was sort of... Um... It might be something we want to ease him into. Sure. Yeah. As you are uh, making your way, do you do you keep the lesser summoned? Uh, no. And like, also, like, okay, so like, do you want me to care about your feelings or not? 
Because, like, when I try to care about your feelings, you're like, oh, that's not how this works. And then when I don't, you get all mad about it. Well, you're the one who tries to respect me and then lets me get scanned without me really wanting to. So Again. you're trying to have it both ways, too. Again, do you want me to care about your feelings or not? If you want to, that's fine. But don't act like you're going to care and then order me to do stuff. I don't care. Okay. I'm an imp. You can order me around all you want. That's how this works. But don't act like you're going to be play nice about it. Okay. Is this all out loud? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. All right. Hey, hey, Cherish. Hey, Cherish. Um, just I want to bring up one thing real quick. Hmm. Um, we kind of just said a whole bunch of the Valor stuff out loud, kind of to our good friend here, Mr. It's a lesser. The lesser. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, if people are after you, I want to make sure no one's after Valor. So let's make sure that well, he just, you know, that information's not shared. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure where I, where he goes when I dismiss him. Where do you go when I dismiss you? It is like a big, empty, boring void. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, Maz knew. But, uh, <laughs> she, yeah, she, she thought I deserved it. Yeah, no. She wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. That much I know. Um, and Maz says, he was better off there. Well, okay, so he goes to a big empty void when I dismiss him. That's kind of a bummer for him, anyway. Um, but he can't go back to hell. Or anywhere that I tell him not. Anywhere I don't tell him to go. This is true. Can he share information with anyone that he wants to, though? How uh, would I do that, Stinky? Yeah. I, you are visible right now and conversing with me. What is to stop you from conversing with anyone else when you're not in direct eyesight of oh, Cherish? Good point. Let me just uh, fly off back to hell and I'll uh, tell my bosses exactly what y'all been up to. Don't do that. I'm not talking about Bada boom! Who the yeah, heck I else would I talk, talk to? I don't know. How, what's to stop you from talking to another imp being here? Like, look around. Like, you see any other imps here? He doesn't just know where every other imp is. I, I like, I get that. I get this is Reed saying this. Like, I get that. But there's no way to stop him from just conversing with another imp that pops here from from hell and him sharing information with. I mean, yeah, yeah, correct. I, well, at, up until now, and okay. you know how I can fix that? Uh -huh. Hey, the lesser, if yeah. you see another imp, don't talk to him. Check. There we go. Thank you. Please. Will do. No talking to imps. 
And I'm in the other hell spawn without our permission <laughs> or specifically Cherish's permission. Thank you, Cherish. Or any one or thing else from hell without my permission, please. And is this just like a day-to-day -day thing? You want this just from now on? I can't talk to anybody else from Bathor? Yes. Cool. Dunzo. Just trying to cover our bases. And potentially Valor's. I don't know who this Valor is, but he seems real interesting. <sighs> And I'm also working on on something in case the lesser does go back to hell. I'm I just need to do a little more research. Oh, this will oh. be good. You're dismissed. Ah, poof, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And Maz will say in your head, he's laughing to himself right now because he so caused such discord between the four of you. I just thought you should know that. Maz, that's so unhelpful. Yeah, it's super <laughs> unhelpful. <sighs> she lives for the drama. <laughs> you know what God, I... I'm sorry, I... I caught up on Shira, and it's just such big Shadow Weaver energy, and I can't handle it. Uh, I mean, I can. I love it. I love it, but... As I have said, I believe you should destroy this imp. Not until I can figure out a way so that he doesn't talk once he's out of my service. Very well. This is all happening in Cherish's head, by the mm -hmm. way, and she mm -hmm. just has this very, like, intense look of consternation on her face. <laughs> like... Which you all pretty easily interpret as yeah. having a conversation with the Forgebound item. Yeah. Do the, the, do the gemstones um, light up when they're having a conversation? Good question. Yeah, just curious. Um, I'll I'll leave that to you, uh, Elliot. Do they? Maybe not. They definitely light up when you're spell casting with Maz. Yes. So maybe it's a more subtle, like, like more of like a sheen, and like uh, not necessarily in a pattern like it is when she's conversing with the lesser, but like. You know, like, robots who don't have mouths and their, like, mouth lights light up when they're talking? Yeah. You know? A little like that. Yeah, so, a little bit so like it's that. It's some light LED work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some light. It's a basic program. Okay. <laughs> so, it, it, if you're looking for it, you can notice it, but it's not super obvious. Okay. And I would think at this point you've all traveled enough together that like it's pretty obvious to all of you. Mm. Yeah. Especially when Cherish gets a, a distant look on her face and suddenly her hand starts glowing slightly. 
Uh, the rest of the day passes uneventfully. Um, there are a couple of other people on the road that you can see behind you, and when you make camp for the evening, you can see that there's a, a small string of campsites uh, laid out on the road behind you. You can see the campfires. The night is super, super clear. The moon is in uh, waxing gibbous. You will uh, approach full moon once you're past the month and, like, moving into the month of so proper. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's lots of light as you're camping and you can see, like, it's kind of like one of those, uh, like, if you're camping in a music festival sort of a thing, where, like, you can see the campsites in the distance and you know that there's people there having a decent time and enjoying the evening, but they're not necessarily intruding on your own evening. And occasionally the sounds will carry, um, but it's nothing too intrusive. Oh. Um, earlier in the evening than Sid's watch, you all can hear the sounds of music coming up every once in a while from a little further back. Uh, you're pretty sure it's coming from uh, Thorpe's coach that's farther back now. Um, but it is louder, and it seems to be having some kind of accompaniment. Like, there are multiple clockwork instruments playing in unison. Aww. He's, he might have little, an audience tonight. A little <laughs> glockenspiel band. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I, um... During my watch, I pull out the bottle of fine brin, and I just sip it a bit. Keep myself a little warm. Mm -hmm. Little nip. Yeah. Um, during everyone's watch, uh, give me perception checks. As per usual. Oh, boy. Do it. Wow, Do it. that's impressive. Come on, come on, come on. God. If I could roll over a five, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, 15 for Sid. Oh, only 15. <laughs> what else we got? Get a plus 10. 17 for Tirza. I got my third eight in a row. Ugh. That's pretty good. With different dice, too. I am cursed. That doesn't change the probability switching dice. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Let me just go get my loaded dice to make sure that I, I win this game. <laughs> Sid, during your watch, you hear somebody belting out a song like midway through your watch like somebody got a little deep in the cups and now there's some very excited singing happening somewhere behind you on the road um, can it be some sort of fantasy sounds... version of rhinestone cowboy by glenn campbell <laughs> yes i'm not the dm but yes it is rhinestone <laughs> yeah. cowboy rhinestone oh! Like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I'm so happy with tonight's session. I yeah, I just I, just, I raise the the bourbon to sort of like cheers them. Mm -hmm. uh, they can't see or hear, but right, I, I drink to that. Okay, to a good time that somebody's having. Tears. Mm, I'm so happy right now. During your watch, it is, is quiet and silent in the early hours of the, the middle of the night. There is not much in the way of raucous behavior, that having died out uh, sometime during Cherish's watch is when the last of like the, the singing kind of died down. Um, you can still see some of the campfires that are being tended to in the night down the road, uh, but for the most part it is a, a clear, beautiful night. 
the stars above you. Uh, as you are sitting there, you are suddenly uh, awoken. Or not awoken, but you are suddenly like made on alert by a huge ringing explosion that rings out through the night sky as a firework somewhere on the road behind you is just like shot up into the air and boom in a huge emerald bloom of uh em- of like crystalline fire that spreads out across the night sky uh, uh it d- definitely like Tirza is like up and has weapon drawn before she realized yeah and as you see the emerald like firework go off. You can tell it's from back in Stormhaven, and that this firework was gigantic, and somebody set it off way too early. Uh, it's like the freaking lead-up to 4th of July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and as the sparks slowly rain from the sky, they spell out in clear emerald letters Duskwalker Import and Export TM. <laughs> oh. Omatep. Oh man! Spooked me. I hope Thorpe is watching. Always be branding. (laughs) And there's an arrow pointing down to a section of the city. Nice. Hell yeah. Um. Other than that, your watch passes uneventfully. Cool. The next morning, the thirtieth of Ember, is Ember's end. Throughout the day, the air is punctuated by little, like, booms and snaps uh, that are echoing all the way back up from the city. It's been three days since you left the city, and still there are sounds that echo up from it. They're that big. Uh, the fireworks aren't nearly as impressive as the one you saw the night before, Tirza, because in the light of day, they don't show up very well. Right? Like, guys, wait till the sun sets. At this point, they're just blowing <laughs> shit up. Yeah. Kind of. And Sid, you Which, would know that Stormhaven gets, uh, uh, there's a reason this festival happens, like, right in the middle of, right at the end of winter, the beginning of spring, when the city uh-huh. is usually at its wettest. Yeah. It seriously reduces the chance of burning the city down. Also, all the loud noises make, made great cover for robbing people. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> so it's just, like, in the middle of breakfast, like, saying that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, definitely. Good. How are you, like, how are you one of the good guys right now? I'm just, I just like with statements like, that's fine. That's fine. That's a childhood thing. It's not the same. I, people grow out of bad behaviors. It's okay. Stormpiercer I mean, will say, uh, we are not 100% sure that Sid is one of the good guys. I think we are 110% sure that I am not one of the good guys. I am the main one, according Wait. to the play. Okay, I rec- I take back saying that that was harsh. Um, this is what I'm talking about. You're you're an okay guy. Yeah, you're pretty dumb. I, I mean, I, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. I don't have to. Um, it was necessity. All right, fair enough. It's not like I robbed people in the street. It was more um, the uh, back alley. Homes? The back alley bulets um, stole from homes. Uh, so oh. something that I did was scope out locations that were 
you know, easy marks. Thankfully, oh, burglary is not the same as robbery. Mm. Yeah, I never really liked threatening people. Um, but, you know, I knew a lot of people who did. The rest I'm of just the... more talking about, like, the arrogance, but... Oh, well, hmm. I prefer con confidence, I think, is the correct word. Um, I don't think just saying like you're the good guy. Just like there's in... a difference. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a play that I'm the main Just because there, there's a difference between robbery and burglary, and there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Hmm. They're spelled differently, I know that. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done, girl. And City and Emberlite <laughs> just toes that line like a pro. Both of those lines. Mm -hmm. Like just... a pro. <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Why not both? Um, we have not encountered a monster larger than Sid's ego. This is true. <laughs> even that even that big garbage disposal monster at the Sun Pass Tower. And that was pretty big. That was a pretty big monster. That was a chonky boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, yeah, that was really fun, by the way. I loved uh, infiltrating the tower. It's like top five Sid Emberlight moments. You have <laughs> you really have your own okay. watch. Okay. Really no, 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 no. Guys, yeah. here we go. This is the exact thing I'm talking about. It was a lot of fun infiltrating that tower. Yes, yeah. we as a team had a great time. But then you ruin it by saying top five Sid and Emberlight moments. <laughs> I don't know Do you see really what I'm talking about? Like, obviously, you guys were there. Obviously, you guys are instrumental in all of these operations. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, when I, I slid say, down the chute, you know? We all slid feet. down the chute. Yeah, but I stayed on my feet, and then I jumped into the pit by myself and fought the I monster would say, by myself. I would say I was so instrumental to that plan that it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't cast Fly on That's Tirsa. That's true. That's very true. You wouldn't have even done half that shit. <laughs> I, I caught my I caught my boys on the slide. It hurt a lot. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, didn't you walk the rest of the way down? Yeah. This is our clip show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it was it made for a good story. The conversation continues in this manner for a large chunk of the morning. Mm -hmm. the, the gist of it is, is that Stormpiercer may be right about uh, Sid's ego, uh, <laughs> but there is undoubtedly a lot to be praised in all of yes. your adventures. And uh, it probably like kind of devolves into just like reminiscing about funny things that happen mm -hmm. and like cool moments. Mm -hmm. um, as the day proceeds you see that the road gently slopes upward for a bit and you see that there is a, a large steep hill that the road is going to wind around a small signpost nearby uh, written in uh, like chipped and carved common says Tiska's Hill. Visitors welcome. 
you can see that on the rim of that hill, that is really a, a cliff face overlooking this dip in the the plains here, is a small retinue of people are gathered at the top of that hill. They've pitched up like little uh, cover. There's like people who've set up chairs. There are uh, a couple of wagons that are pulled up there. And you can see that the front of the cliff face itself is riddled with holes and skittering in and out of that hole, those holes, you see several large bug people. There are forearms, two legs, uh, chitinous thoraxes, uh, large multifaceted eyes with mandibles in the front, large antenna that are twitching here and there. And they seem to be able to just crawl sideways on the wall in and out of these holes. Uh, there is one large hole near the base of the hill uh, that is inlaid with a rough wooden door that seems to have only been constructed to give people the impression that that is in fact the front door. They maybe heard the expression front door, and so that means they needed a door in the front. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so that is what you see as you make your approach. Uh, it seems as though the, the road you're on will wind around the hill. But there is a small little track that leads off towards the, the edifice of the cliff. What uh, time of day is it? Uh, by the time you reach here, it's probably a little past noon. Okay. There's still snow on the ground out here, but uh, large tracks have been cut across the road and the, the path leading to the hill itself. As... In the distance, you hear the whinny of horses, the the click and clatter of insect mandibles and the squawk of a very angry axe beak. Gotcha. The halfling. Um, I don't know if we have time to stop. Yeah. Yeah, as fun as it would be. We sort of had our last bit of fun with the hot spring. Yeah. And we'll still be able to see the fireworks tonight, probably. <laughs> Very likely. Yeah, and you could tell that from the top of that little, like, sheer hill slash cliff, you have, like, a perfect view of Stormhaven back in the distance. Yeah. But moving down, the track moves, like I said, down and around the hill, so that it sort of blocks your view. Uh, and as you keep moving uh, north and the track keeps moving down, you're moving into lower territory and flatter plains. Press on. I mean, yeah, we can all do a toast at at dinner yeah. tonight when we stop to make camp. It is Ember's end after all. Right. Okay. Pressing on, uh, you still have about six hours worth of travel ahead of you. Um, before sunset, if you wanted to keep on pressing. As you're moving, you see that uh, any sign of the people who were behind you on the road is uh, lost, as it seems as though everyone who was on the road behind you is stopping off at uh, Tiska's Hill yeah. to make camp and uh, watch the fireworks this evening. Pressing on through the day, you are moving 
down this low track, the hill blocks your sight of the city of Stormhaven, and for the first time in weeks, you don't see the city anymore. It is still a, a hazy patch on the horizon behind you, but there's no sign of that city at the center of all things. The forest to your northeast, though, has grown larger and larger as you've moved. In the distance, that singular large tree that overbears the hive is larger and larger now on the horizon. You're probably uh, only a few hours away from where the road splits at the crossroads towards the hive. Uh, even from here, you can see largest branches that are the size of pyre scale. This tree is enormous. There's no understating just how large this tree is. Take the largest redwood tree you've ever seen in any nature documentary and triple its size, quadruple it. This singular tree vastly outweighs anything in the Eastwood. And the fact that it is that it is barren within a large radius of this singular tree. Mm. This is the only real piece of <laughs> imperialistic arboretum uh, out here in the plains. Is there any other tree like this at all in the valley? Or is this the only one I mean, that even comes close to this size? You don't know. As far as you know, this is the only one. Though, to be fair, the most maps you've ever seen... Uh, of the Eastwood, just say the Eastwood, and they don't, Ooh. like, <laughs> differentiate all the trees in there. Yeah. Uh, Tirza is really the only person who has spent any time in and around the Eastwood, and as far as you know, there's nothing, at least where Kathbari is concerned, uh, to even come close to this. Yeah. Yeah, Sid, you would thought you'd seen the biggest tree in existence because you lived in and around uh, Cypress Court. Right, yeah. Is impressive, but now you can tell that, like, that was a tended and carefully manicured, like, specifically grown piece of architecture. And by comparison, this is a tree. Yeah. It's like the difference between uh, a bonsai tree and, like, a true giant old growth of some kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like Sid can't help but, like, stare at this massive tree. And it takes up a large chunk of the horizon. Like, it's it's dead ahead of you as you're moving. Just before sunset, probably an hour or so before the storm lights would start, there is a crossroads ahead of you. Emotionally. <laughs> the track leading <laughs> east would lead to the hive. The track leading west would cut across... Osgood Plains. It would cut through the, the low copse of forest that is at the center of the plains. Uh, which is a place called Yanagu's Den. Uh, it is a, a low like shambling forest that is best known for its population of gnolls. That track eventually leads out of that forest and towards uh, the vast stretches of farmland that are to the east of Wickmore's Landing. But uh, as you are approaching on this ride, you see that there is a figure 
standing silently at the crossroads. It is a, a dark speck in your vision as you approach, but it becomes clearer and clearer that it is a, a singular figure standing at the center of these four roads. Is it a black tabaxi? <laughs> <laughs> Spooky uh, Lisman's cat has come to to join the recording. He's, yeah, he's joining the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell... How far away are we? You're still hundreds of feet away, but it's just like it's the middle of the open, so yeah. it's very easy to tell. I uh, how fine of detail can I tell from like from what when you first dressed? noticed this person? Yeah, uh, not much. You still have to get closer. Okay. I don't know if you all slow your pace when this is first noticed, though. Probably not. If it's just. A figure off in the distance. And how open? How open is this area? It's it's pretty open, it's widely open. There's a it, bit of a smudge in the horizon to your west, where you know Yanagu's den is, and yeah. to the east, almost directly east from here, is the tree of the hive. Hmm. Other than that, it's just open plains. There's it's not even really hilly in this area. I don't see anybody else. It's just this one. Just a single figure standing at this crossroads. Well, I guess we get a little closer then. Okay. As you approach, you see that it is a tall, slightly gaunt figure. They are wearing a long coat of some kind. Their features are hidden by a wide-brimmed hat. And what color hat? Black. It's all wearing black. Hmm? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and from a distance, you can see that there's strange bulges around the shoulder. This figure has long maybe a little too long of arms. You can just tell by their frame. Strange bulges near the shoulder. You can't make out exact fine details just yet. Hmm. That is what you get when you're about 200 feet away. Hmm. Can't tell the color of their shoes. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, only we had a spy glass. Hmm. Continue to approach? Yes. Pressing forward, you get within 100 feet. You see that it is a tall, disturbingly tall humanoid. Whether they're human or not remains to be seen, because again, their features seem to be hidden by this wide-brimmed hat that casts a shadow as the shadows themselves around you go very, very long as you approach twilight. The bulges you saw near the shoulders are these large, look like skull-like bits of leather or some kind of dark, hard material that come down and, and look almost like dragon heads of some kind, large fanged 
like embossments coming off of their shoulders like shoulder pads. Pauldrons, perhaps? Of some type. Like I said, their arms are long, their hands coming to rest somewhere like mid-thigh. Closer to the knee than to the hip. Do they resemble the black hat at all? If they do, it is only in basic color palette. The black hat was utilitarian in how they presented themselves. They were, I mean, pretty much visibly a corpse. Uh, Yeah. This person is tough to tell because they're dressed head to toe in dark leathers that nonetheless seem to have some kind of strange pearlescence to them as you approach. As their clothing catches the light and you get close, you can see that there's the, the odd, oily rainbow texture of, like, well, well well-oiled leather as their clothing catches the light. You can see the hem of their coat is uh, bound with feathers, all of them black. Uh, I guess before we get too close, does this feel like... A trap yes. of some, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always ready for things to go south. So, so what? We just ride up. What else are we gonna do? I mean, yeah, go around. I guess, but that seems unnecessary. We don't know yeah. what this is, yeah. and especially if they turn out to be like an okay person, that just seems kind of rude. <laughs> it's true. Based yeah, I think track record. That's probably not. Going oh, it's to be probably the case. not. But yeah, like, but, um, <laughs> we can't come become to too embittered and cynical just yet. Yeah. Only then. No, that's not true. You can always be more bitter and cynical. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hard cap on cynicism. Yeah. Tears are kind of shrugs and like. The road here is perhaps 15 feet wide. The two tracks to either side of the, the main road get a little bit thinner, but at this crossroads, there's perhaps a large 20 foot radius, just open patch that has been worn down by cart wheels and horse hooves and different mounts clopping through. Grawl, what range is your uh, arcane or eldritch sight? Not far. Okay. Maybe when you get close enough, take a look. Gotcha. So, like, 30 feet? Yeah. Basically right on top of it. Pretty much, yeah. If if they haven't already, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, just be ready for a fight. So you're all tensing up as you're yeah. getting ready to ride past this figure. 100 mm-hmm. feet away, 75 feet away, 50 feet away, 40, 30. Boom, uh, Eldritch Sight. When you're about 30 feet away, you open your eyes, open your eyes again, and again, and again, and again, opening your Eldritch Sight, detecting magic. And you detect the magic around you. And then when you glance, like when you 
you detect the items of your friends. Any magic items you're carrying on your person, you detect those. Mm-hmm. Looking at this figure is like looking at the sun. And it hurts. Mm. And there's just a person-shaped glowing hole in the world when you look with your eldritch sight at this figure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, if that was the plan to have me use eldritch sight when we got close enough, I would assume that I would be at the forefront. Yeah. I would be able yeah. to do so. Um, 30 feet, I guess I'll probably like bring the, the, the fun train to a halt. As soon as you open your elder sight, you pull up the reins on your horse as you mm-hmm. blink and squint and try to turn it off as quick as you can, because just even staring in the direction of this, uh, thing, whatever it is, hurts. Growl, what is it? And I'll come up beside him. Uh, As you come up beside Grawl, moving forward on your Celestial Reindeer, the figure will raise one of its arms. It ratchets upward as though moving via some kind of like whipcord string that has pulled its left arm up and points directly at Tirza. You can see the hand that is revealed is this clawed pale, scaly hand that points directly towards Tirza. For a friend of yours? No. And the figure <laughs> will shout, No! I know friend of hers! Mike, I'm so sorry. I just lost you. The figure shouts, I know friend of hers. Oh. Yes, no, we're not acquainted. She may have the other ones fooled, but not me. I guess I... The rest of you are slightly taken aback because this thing's voice sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. There's a rasp to it. There's a hiss to it. But if you didn't know better, you would say this thing is speaking with the voice of Jeremiah Payne. Yeah. Uh... Uh, I... Pardon me. Uh, what are you talking about? And also, don't be mean to my friends. <laughs> Tears, as you stand there, you stare at this figure who's still pointing at you with a clawed, scaly hand. And it will raise the hat up slightly so that you can get a look at its face finally. And its face is that of Jeremiah Payne's. Uh, but if Jeremiah Payne's face was coming out of Jeremiah Payne's face, 
like split like right down the middle and opened Ooh. up like yes. Uh, so there is two halves of his face resting to either side of another face emerging from the middle. That's awful. Oh, it's like that fool's dead. Though. Is it? That's so is awful. it? Does it? Is it like is a scaly. mask that's been? Is it like shedding? It looks almost like a molt. There are scales flaking around the the crack in the center, but all four eyes blink in unison with each other. Oh, that's no good. That's Mm -hmm. awful. Y'all, this is some weird, freaky snake shit. (laughs) Yuck. Uh, I, I think... Oh, God. Reverend Payne? That one has gone. Okay, yeah, because we super saw him die. Mm. Yeah. What are you that you would wear his face? He claimed to be a servant, so I do him this last respect. This is... Are you the leader of the cult? Cultists! Non-believers! Those who would defile our name! She knows the truth! And the finger pointing still at Tirza will begin to shake. I'll take that as a no. But she is still unworthy! Of what?! And the eyes will all move towards you, Tirza. That horrible split face. Its teeth, you can see, are jagged and sharp. Long fangs coming down from the canines. A split forked, though still disturbingly human tongue, darting out between those teeth. Allowing these heretics to spread their lies about us. <gasps> Kirza. What? Is this Asi Jahaka? I. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, I. my brain also went there. Even now you show disrespect. Even now you break your oaths. I... I've done what I've done in the name of protecting the valley. I've done what have you done, child? Slain the innocent. Ignore the true threat, and when the face of our enemy revealed itself, you fled. Atticus Carter is behind you, and you ride away. All right, guys, we're turning around. No, 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 no,
This is not just <laughs> Tears' decision. I don't oh, know where here. you come from, but here, there is a very delicate balance based on lots of stuff. And if we just murked out of his carter right in the middle of a crowd where he was doing all of his bullshit um, politics, everything would have gone crazy. We are trying to preserve the life we have here in a way that doesn't make it all devolve into chaos. <laughs> there are people Which, suffering. Now that I'm I... saying that, you would yeah. love. Because yeah. if you are who I think you are, you would love that. But Ooh. that sucks for you. <laughs> Fair Aimseer is in trouble. There Please are innocent go. people there dying. We don't know all the information yet, and we're hoping to find some there as well. If there's something you know that you can tell us that would be most appreciated. The eyes of this strange creature never leave Tears of Cloakbearer. So, <clears throat> Carter is the one we've been looking for this whole time. Then. This leader of this cult. Silently it stares. Still pointing accusingly. I... You've been blessed with transformation. You were blessed from birth with wisdom. But you have not shown any strength, any passion. At every turn, you falter. Uh, okay, that, first of all, no. Sid? Wrong. What? He's right. And it's fine. I... <laughs> My indecision has... Hindered my abilities. But. I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. We've made a decision. We've. It's it's impossible to strike swiftly in this situation. At every turn, it seems like we make a mistake or do the wrong thing. The figure will sneer at that. I... 
I won't hurt an innocent person again, and if that means I give up the wrath And that's might be what I have to do. I I don't know what you want from me. I just stare at you. That sneer, that accusing finger. Enough of this. Let's... Let's move on. And I'll kick Carrie and I'll attempt to ride past. And so you do. Yeah. <clears throat> arm lowers as you begin to move. The head will twist to follow you, but not unnaturally so. Just track your movement as you ride past. The rest of you follow? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll bring up the rear. Okay. As you pass Crawl, there's a, a low from the figure. Low menacing hiss. Yeah, I I'm not gonna say anything. I Grawl gets it. The other gods <laughs> don't seem to like Mott. <laughs> One of my choices. It just, oh no, way. man, I totally understand. Dude, I get it. If you want to, hey, hey, if you Listen. are up for grabs, hey, we can talk about it. Maybe get brunch. Okay. You like right. put a, you like put a hand over where you think the sword's ears would be, and you're like, "Listen, I'm not married to this. <laughs> My options are completely open." Right. Call me. Call me. I'll have my people, which is me, get in touch with your people, which I'm assuming is you. Um, yeah. As you ride past Tirza, uh, moving away from this figure, as you get 10, 20, 30 feet away, Grawl bringing up the rear, you move farther and farther away. Nervously, at first, occasionally you'll glance back. The figure will still be standing there until you are about 100 feet away. And then a crack of lightning from an empty sky. Sever your vision. And you will see that dark figure just slump to the ground. All right, question. How cool were those pauldrons? On uh, a 
upon Come very, on. very close inspection, they look like huge, like, kind of like snake heads that were rising up out of the leather of its coat. They weren't even really pauldrons. They were just like oh. weird, lumpy bits coming out of its shoulders. Damn it. All right. Yeah, and I, I don't think that now is really the time. I, I'm... <laughs> I think that was out Damn of character. It. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just Yeah. Uh... Gross trying to figure out to himself was just like, was was that a fashion accessory or was that just oh, that? Oh, those baldrins, am I right? Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, everyone, I know that was super like sad and whatnot, but <laughs> that dude had a really cool aesthetic except for the face, right? Like, damn. I mean the face was really all I could focus on. Right. Yeah. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tirza. Yes, girl. You doing okay? You wanna talk about it? I'm... I'm doing just fine. The problem with serving a god in triplicate is that they all seem to want different things. It's fine. Do you want to trade? Do you want to trade? I don't think it works like that. I'm sure we can figure something out. There we go. It's a quick jaunt up the road before evening sets in properly. It is maybe 7, 7.30. The sun begins to set and the stormlights really take over the sky, which serves as a starting signal to the celebrations in the city to the south of you. As you make camp, the valley is full of thunderous booms, especially here, this close to the city. It is unmistakable. In the near reaches of the dry lands, they can hear it. In Wickmore's Landing, they can hear it. At Fort Verge, people look up from squalid hovels where refugees have been put into camps, avoiding the things that have destroyed their homes, they can hear it. At the near reaches of the Eastwood, they can hear that thunder as well. It tears open the sky with sound and color, excitement, celebration. Yellows, reds, blues, purples, every color under the sun shows up in the night sky above Stormhaven. A stormlight all its own, made by alchemists and magicians. People who want to put on a show. And they do. There are endlessly impressive fireworks that appear in the night sky above Stormhaven. 
fireworks in the shapes of serpents and heroes, of storms, of lightning, of stranger things, merfolk, larger cats, uh, demons, devils. There are many twisting, strange shapes, nebulous, that are just pure light and beauty. And it is endlessly thunderous. The sound <laughs> never seems to stop. Uh, the fireworks go on into the late evening. Only petering out by the time you get around to Grawl's watch. You all find what sleep you can, but the fireworks make it difficult to find true rest as the, the rumbling echoes throughout this chunk of the valley. The last firework that Tirza Cloakbearer sees before she tries to find any rest is a triple firework that goes off in quick succession. One in the middle. It's blue. One to the left. It's a phosphorescent white. And one to the right. It's a bright crimson. Together they make a harmonious, beautiful, twisting image. But as they separate, you see that the the red sparks fall harshly, moving like meteorites through the sky. The white just fades and disappears, and the blue suffuses and blends with other colors of other fireworks being shot off at the same time. The night is not restful. It's too loud, really. But whatever watch you take is full of light and color. It's entertaining, to say the least. It is Ember's End. And you are halfway to Enclave. And I think it is there that we're going to end tonight's session of Material Components. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T. C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Can't believe the Bard's Guild got the rights to play Stranger Things in the fireworks. <laughs> all your faves were there. Don't worry. Where is that kid? Where's the wires? I've only seen like four episodes of the first season, so <laughs> well, is he back? I don't know. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, I am also on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um, tell me how to not lose my paladin powers, guys. Fuck, I don't know. Come hang out. <laughs>
You can get rid of your fun, fun paladin powers and get some good, good warlock powers. Join I'm not the trading with you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not trading. Joining. Are you going to become my patron? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like an MLM. Look, he gets yeah. three people to join. Then it's you get three people power. to join. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he starts with a great sword. You get a rapier. Yeah. <laughs> You can work it's way just up. Sid's I don't. Rapier. He took Sid, it's Storm Piercer. Like we all saw you take it. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not going to take it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at the Redimus. Uh, I'm going to try to be more active on Twitter, even though I don't understand it in the slightest. Twitter is like eldritch scrawlings on the internet. I don't get it at all. I'm trying That's though. Accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. Um, tweet me uh, about something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know how to do the Twitters. Show me how to do it. Teach Ooh. me. Become my Twitter. I patrons. wanna know. <laughs> the Twitter guy. You tweet me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I am. As always, not I'm not on Twitter, um, so you don't even need to look for me. But what you can do instead is rate our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Um, please do that. It, uh, it makes a big difference. Uh, helps us know that uh, you guys are listening. Um, and uh, it's, uh, you know, people can see our reviews and, and maybe listen to the show. Good advertising. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, if you include in the uh, review uh, the name of an NPC, we can include that in the uh, campaign. Um, so please do that. Come up with some good names. I'm excited. It's true. Something better than Oak, which is my panic yeah. name for the evening. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> because, of course, uh, no, unfortunately. Um He's a uh, oak pool manager. Um. <laughs> he was born into that life, you know. It's a family trait. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, his, his father was a pool, pool manager. His father, his father was a pool. Okay, his father was a pool. He wanted to be was a manager. Trump- he wanted to be a trumpeter, but no. Did I? Did I pee Not with the last name pool manager. <laughs> yes, you peed in his father. Um, let that sink Stop in. Stop this. Thank you. <laughs> but of this course, you can find me on show. Twitter <laughs> at MKGurgoni. You can talk to me about all of my uh, panicked GMing decisions, like choosing these four Yahoos to be a part of this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Still regretting it. <laughs> and uh, of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep on Twitter, where he always be branding over at NPC underscore AN. Uh, because even when he is setting off ill-timed fireworks in a uh, <laughs> even iller-conceived branding operation, he is, of course, <laughs> an important NPC. Uh, thank you all so much for listening uh, to this, our most special of episodes, because we had a Hot Springs episode, y'all. Yay! Yay! Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> uh, but of course, as always, the world is chaos. So please be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya.